0: And welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle Podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So, on today's episode, we are going to head over to the Kellerman's Resort, uh, the Lake Resort, uh, to go on a nice summer vacation with our family. And we're going to head over to the staff quarters and watch some dirty dancing. And we'll also, I guess, carry a watermelon for some reason. But anyway, other than all of that we're doing today, on today's episode, we are going to be covering a film that may or may not be a cult classic but you know what it's my show i'll do what i want we're covering 1987's restaurant pictures dirty dancing i myself could not do this alone so i want to bring on somebody who is an absolute uh, expert of this film and it is literally a favorite movie of hers if not her favorite so this will be a fun episode where you know she may or may not be the expert on it and i'm just here to you know chime in every so often please welcome back to the podcast my sister sarah heidelberg sarah how are you doing today
1: i'm doing good how are you
0: i love that we are on zoom today because um even though i said i would come to your house i just didn't feel like it because i'm tired and it's the weekend so i don't want to go anywhere
1: i time. totally get it
0: it's okay i totally understand it's and i also okay. saw you literally a couple days ago so it's fine yeah, it's okay. um yes we did uh but yeah so i i I I guess my history with this film, if we have to start... Shockingly enough, even though Sarah and me literally lived in the same house for over 20 plus years, I had never seen this movie like ever until recently and i know that's so shocking i know it's so shocking but like i never did and so but i always was very aware of it because of you specifically you but like you know but yeah i mean i i only ever watched it for really this recording You're and welcome i for that. of course of course but i really wholeheartedly enjoyed myself with it i think this movie is uh i think it's great i will get into why i think it's like punk as fuck and i love that but i just i really i can see why people really like it a lot and you know and because you're my strategy manager at this point and you know talking about like you know what episodes i'm gonna be working on or like anything like that uh you I believe you asked me you know when i was getting the show off the ro- the the ground uh you know would you do an episode on dirty dancing i was like eh maybe like why not like you'd have to be on for it i guess right but i was like yeah why not who who cares it's fine (laughs) but i do think there is some it's interesting because i think there is some cult dna in here a little bit in terms of just the following this movie has and kind of what just how it came to be really and just the journey it went through but uh But yeah, that's my history, but I'm I'm not going to talk too much more. Uh, Sarah, I just want to know, you know, why why this movie? Why did you want to come on and talk about it? And what does this movie, like, I guess, gather your thoughts how you want to, but what does this movie mean to you and why is it one of your favorite films?
1: So, I don't really know why it's my favorite. I mean, it's just, there's just something about it. I mean, sometimes people just love a certain movie and it's just, they don't have an explanation for it. I think it, it's a couple things: actors, the music. I think that's a, plays a big part of it, but I just love it. Like, I think it's I think it's a couple things in there together that make it what it is, and I just really like the movie.
2: I don't really have that's, like a
1: specific like. Yeah. Oh, I love you know like it's the only movie I've ever watched, Honest Truth, because I've watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Not not so much, so much anymore. But I used to lo- definitely watch a lot more movies, like in my teen years. Mm-hmm. and this was one that i mean i literally watched like three times in a row like i watched it rewinded it on vhs yes from my age here literally you know it would be doing the little swirl like you know because you know it wasn't like you could hit main menu and then go back to the thing yeah or, you like,
0: had to you had to literally watch the whole thing in reverse right
1: <laughs> to, exactly and then it would get to the beginning and i would hit, and i did that like two or three like i remember being like 15 or 16 and i kid you not i did that in my room yeah. We lived in Aberdeen.
0: Oh, yes. And- so we lived in our... You were in little, your little back room that you lived yeah. in. Oh, yes. Yeah. With, with so the bugs.
1: I I did... And was, that was not a fun room. A little bit bigger, but it was not fun because it was like, whatever. I remember doing that. It was, I, I know I definitely did it at least twice. And there might have mm-hmm. been one time I did it three times in a row. I mean, just... Yeah. What else are you going to do when you're 16? You know,
0: <laughs> right? Except go to school so, and do homework. But whatever.
1: <laughs> right. I have two memories that stick mm-hmm. out in my mind about this movie. The first one being, I was exposed to it probably when I was. I was thinking about it a few days ago. I thought maybe I was younger, like six, seven, eight. But I don't think that's right.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I
1: was probably more like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Sure. I think now that I'm like really kind of like do math in my brain, I'm like, how was I? Our cousin Liz mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Known the movie obviously she's a couple right. years older than us right and um it, we had watched it at her house i went over we spent the night and uh, at our aunt's house their uh-huh. house and um had watched it but it wasn't like that feeling for me like where i was like oh like i mean i liked it mm-hmm. because as we have said on the pod before i'm a sucker for 80s mm-hmm. movies some john hughes movies and that genre of uh 80s right. and this doesn't fall under him but it definitely is the 80s movie Absolutely. so i definitely um have a soft spot in my heart for 80s movies and i've watched a good chunk of them. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, I was obsessed with it then. But that was my first time remembering watching the movie. So that was teenage, you know, preteen teenage. And then I guess it stuck with me a little bit. Like, I guess, like, if it was came on TV, I'd watch it. Or, you know, those channels that you have that, you know, ABC Family and now whatever, Freeform. Those things, they would play certain movies, CBS, you know, certain times you know you'd stick you know try and find something to watch and it would be on and you know if it came on i'd I'd watch it so i I don't really remember my where my obsession i mean not obsession but my very strong liking towards it came then i remember being 15 16 having vhs's because we still you know vcr back then and i had one back in my room and there's a couple movies i had like disney movies like little mermaid and stuff like that and dirty dancing was one of them and yeah i just remember. Just hanging out. I had a computer back there. And I just remember like hanging out in my room and like playing on the, uh, you know, MySpace again, showing my age. Good lord, uh, yeah, the usually, good old days. It's just a, such a core memory for me. I gotta say. <laughs> so and yeah, I mean, I had this little, I mean, little ass TV. I mean, I, that TV was maybe twenty. Oh, it was like,
0: like it, yeah, it was like twenty. It wasn't even that it big.
1: Was, it was funny because I think I actually might have a picture somewhere. Like um, like in my somewhere like well not mine somewhere and i think like i like i have a picture like in the background I'm like it was such a small little tv so i remember yeah i remember you know putting it in and letting it play out and watching it Mm -hmm. and again rewinding it and and because i watched it so much and i would watch it rewatch it i mean i could recite pretty much the whole movie right so that's another thing when you like a movie that much and you can like would quote it all the time i mean not quote it like out um, but, but I, it was just like when i'm be watching it like i knew right. the next thing they were gonna say you know i would like recite right. it and you know but yeah i mean to make a long story short I, again it's just <laughs> it's just one of those movies that i have a couple movies in my pocket that i could do that with like Romeo michelle
2: yeah. and um
1: oh, It's a bit of a long watch but i do like enjoy watching that movie yeah um but dirty dancing just holds up a- nothing has ever came close to me rewatching it like I did. Mm-hmm. And again, there's just so many different there's the music is so good. Yes. Patrick yes. Swayze, you know, um, is like another part of it that's, you know, makes it special. I mm-hmm. just like the vibe of the whole movie. You just can't really do it anymore. Like a movie like that. Like it was oh, what completely. it was for the time and it just was um was great. So that was, yeah. you know, that's, I just, I love it. And however <laughs> right. many years later, I mean, let's say 20 years later, You know, I can appreciate Uh other movies and I definitely like other movies out there, but it's just, that's my top, like top number one. What's your favorite movie? movie, It's Dirty Dancing. If you want to get Dirty Dancing, totally
2: okay. Please do.
0: It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And I, I also, it's funny you bring up Patrick Swayze just because like, I feel like that was a big part of it too, because I know you also liked Ghost quite a bit if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, that doesn't... It doesn't hurt that he's also in there, too, looking very sexy. Um, Or we'll get into Patrick Swayze hour, because, oh, God, anyway. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I totally get that, though, and we can get into a whole lot, because I think this movie is so... It was kind of the little movie that could, really, and I can get into a little bit about what that means, but, like, you know, I think the success of this movie wasn't something that people thought would happen and so I just think that's very interesting so as we normally do on the show we're going to go through just a few figures of the film talk about how the movie came to be because I think the production history of this film is very interesting and all that kind of stuff so uh, Dirty Dancing was released August 21st 1987 so you're hearing this in September because happy birthday Sarah it's almost Sarah's birthday in a couple days so because I wanted to let her do it um, we didn't do it in August we were going to do it this month so but yes there you go but um, about a runtime of 100 minutes, so we're looking at an hour 40 pretty much, uh, which is good. It doesn't feel too long and doesn't feel too short. It was distributed by Vestron Pictures, who I'll get to in our, our production history. And then the budget of this movie is 4.5 million estimated. And for any of you who are not familiar with film or whatever, that is low budget, okay? Low budget film, like you know, we can get into all that, but yeah,
1: you know. it... it you say it low budget and Mm -hmm. i you know definitely from some of the other figures you probably said in some of your other movies it it doesn't it doesn't look low budget i mean i I don't know do you think that oh no not at all i think i think with what they had and what they worked with i think they made it work really well and it doesn't right sometimes you can watch something and
2: go
0: oh oh, completely
1: that's bad like that's bad for you know you have something that has 20 million And then it's like I feel like you could sit there with something that is that amount, and they were only work they were working with like way less than that,
2: right? Um, And it looks
0: really good. Yeah,
1: and who was in charge of getting that stuff done and
0: mm -hmm. dealing with
1: that did a good job because you know. And again, maybe I'm being biased because
2: it's my oh, not at all.
0: I don't think it is because I absolutely think so, and I will totally get into. I think they did too, and uh, we'll get into all that because. oh i i I love the people who made this movie like honestly (laughs) so then opening weekend uh ranking gross it was at number four with a a gross of 3.9 million its first weekend which is almost the budget of the movie which is a pretty good sign overall the domestic gross meaning what it made in the u.s and canada was about 64 million five hundred and seventy seven thousand two hundred forty two dollars Apparently, internationally, it made $150 million, which again, I guess was all over the world other than US and Canada. So then the projected or really not projected, but like the figures that we have now, just overall worldwide box office is $214,577,242. So for a movie that only made, uh, only cost $4.5 million to make, for it to make $214 million is pretty damn good. Okay. But yeah, so I'd say that's,
1: that's amazing. I'd say
0: it's it's amazing. Like yeah, and it's of course been re released, I believe. So that also figures into it. But I mean, yeah, this again, I think it's the little movie that could. So yeah,
1: I definitely want to go over a few things. You know, obviously maybe like near the end, you know when we're done with some stuff. But um, yeah, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it last night or the night before, um because I recently we watched it. You know, probably my like mm-hmm. five hundredth rewatch. Okay, no, I haven't yeah. seen it th- that many times, but I've definitely <laughs> seen it a lot. But not five hundred, but I've definitely seen it a lot. Probably, right. probably like my most rewatched like movie. I've probably seen that one the most. But anyway, um, because I'm a I'm a comfort person. Like some people are like, I can watch a movie one time. And that's it. Like, I don't need to watch it again. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I love movies. Mm-hmm. And if there's certain ones out there and TV shows too. I'm the same way. It's a comfort thing. Like, you know, you know what's going to happen. It makes you happy, whatever. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about it. Um, I was thinking about Patrick Swayze and I was thinking mm-hmm. about Jennifer Gray. So obviously the two title characters of the film. Yes. And I thought about it. They were in a movie about three or four years before this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And Red Dawn.
1: They, yeah. And I was thinking about that. I was like, oh yeah, because it, ties into something i put in my little notes when i was watching it that Mm -hmm. uh again when i first watched it i didn't know about it this is more about coming in reading trivia and Mm -hmm. because i'm such a fan i have gotten which i'm surprised i don't have more of but uh mark about maybe 10 years ago uh you know they come out with the 20th anniversary 25th, 30th yes and i mean it's it's sitting like in a couple years it'll be at its 40th anniversary and then Uh wild yeah it's like yeah So, he got me one for the twenty fifth anniversary, and I remember it was funny. I remember being at Best Buy, and he, I saw it, and it was you know had a pretty cover, and it was you know how much it was, and I think it was like around my birthday or whatever, or mm-hmm. kind of you know because again you said this came out in August, so I think yes. he, you know he got it for me, and um I have it downstairs, but it's kind of like in a bulky like, and it's cool though. It came with a couple you know cool things, and then mm-hmm. it just had a lot of like behind the scenes and uh, music videos and, um, and little booklet, you know, little, uh, it's really cool. And um, I haven't really looked at it in a while, which is bad, but anyway, uh, but anytime they do that with like a 30th or 30, you know, they kind of bring that stuff out. So I remember definitely watching it when I first got it, you know, and, and and taking that all in and finding out different stuff about it. But uh, my thing about that was, is they didn't get along. Like, it's kind of funny how, yeah,
0: we'll get into that too. Yeah.
1: And the other thing I was, uh, thinking of i just wanted to get it out was and unfortunately i didn't finish it so i can only, i'm only saying from what kind of need to go back reread it mm-hmm. but jennifer gray wrote remember more and obviously she talks about dirty and Zane those yeah that's like her major breakout role but yeah i mean i watch it because it's kind of from her beginning you know her dad was a famous like i think mm-hmm. broadway actor or something mm-hmm. and he, he so- just
0: originated the wizard and wicked it's fine you know and oh, yeah. the mc okay. and cabaret it's it's yeah. you know whatever yeah. <laughs> joel gray so you know. um,
1: so obviously anytime you read a memoir it kind of starts from there when they first started right how their parents met how they came to be, blah. yeah uh, i did read about a little bit about her nose job and how that kind of like did things but mm-hmm. i don't think i got because it kind of goes in parts like when she was a teenager, yeah, and I just didn't get around to reading all of it, but anyway, I definitely yeah. want to reread it and get to the part, you know, which talks about 5050. But um, I think over their time, I think they definitely were friends and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> I just I find it funny that they did that movie beforehand and they knew each other and they didn't get along and then they did this like love, you know, this love, yeah, you know, movie not love. I mean, they love, but it's a romance. It's a, it's a
0: love story. To, it's a
1: romance coming of age and how that works. Mm-hmm. And they saw it yeah. pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that they like that really didn't like each other back in the day you know back couple yeah. before that but yeah i should
0: read her book but anyway but do it yeah i can only imagine yeah. like i think she also talks about how like her kind of coming up years were crazy because her fa- her father's famous really and so i'm sure she was able to have a certain level of access to her uh her life you know going on partying and stuff you know so but yeah i don't know it's it's kind of cool with that but Yeah, we're looking uh, with, like, critical scores. We have a 72% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes with about 80 reviews or so. And then, of course, we have a 90% uh, from audiences uh, from about a quarter of a million ratings that are on (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. So, needless to say, I think a lot of people do like this movie. And then 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Now we get into the cast and the crew of this. So, we have our director, uh, Emile artelino who in fact was a gay man who unfortunately passed away of aids um but he was the guy who directed this film and it was his first directorial movie like he it was the first thing he ever directed he actually won an oscar for a documentary he did about um dance uh schools in new york or something like that it was like a little documentary short and he won an oscar for that uh but he had never directed an actual feature film before and so uh for that he did that, but he also did. Do you know what other movie he also directed, Sarah?
1: You know, I it probably said it in that thing, and I don't remember. I don't know.
0: It's a little. Uh, I want to see if you can guess. Uh, a person who actually starred in another movie with Patrick Swayze leads the film that he directed, oh. and this person may or may not have also won an Oscar for the movie that she was in Patrick Swayze with. Sister Act. Yes, he was the one who directed Sister Act so that's fun and then he also did the sequel to three men and baby called three men and a little lady so he did that as well
1: hold on i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off he did he directed um three men and a baby
0: no he was the one who did the sequel of it
1: oh three men and a
0: lady a a little little lady yeah yeah because that was right around the time where i think he was like just about to pass away oh. yeah so it's the the sequel Got to it. that movie yeah but he did not do three men and a baby now but it, it, oh, he brought back the same the it brought back the same guys though yeah yeah yeah. because it Got was it. right around the time where he was i think on his way out so unfortunately uh but yeah emil we love him and oh believe me because i will already say right here right now i mean i can already say it this movie is punk as fuck because it was written by a woman who we will get into eleanor in a little bit it was produced by uh, Linda Gottlieb who uh, this has been a big thing for her too and it was directed by a gay man in 1987 like I think that's awesome so I gotta give her, uh, props where props are due. The story was written and the screenplay was written by Eleanor Bergstein like I said she's really only known for this movie um, she did do a movie called It's My Turn where she wrote it um, which we can get to a little bit but generally this is what she's well known for and I think she's been able to make millions of dollars off of which good for her um but yeah and then we have our composer john morris so he was brought in to um do the composing of course they also had somebody to get all the music for this movie which cost them a pretty penny uh but john morris he also did the producers the original movie um original musical movie and he also uh composed young frankenstein with gene wilder and all that so that's cool and then cinematographer is jeffrey Jur, i believe um some of the things he did he did bridgerton the television show on netflix um how stella got her groove back with uh angela bassett and tay diggs a little movie that you like but your husband hates which is my big fat greek wedding he's the same guy who also did that and also dexter he did some of the episodes of dexter but a few of them. Uh, Mark hates yeah.
2: i know he, he really does.
0: does he really hates it but He's it's like the I same guy it. it's the same guy who uh shot this one shot that one so that's kind of cool um and then our editors peter c frank he did blue bloods uh which is the donnie Wahlberg uh thing is it donnie Wahlberg um the tv show blue bloods or am i thinking the wrong guy
1: uh, it's Danny Walberg, yes.
0: Okay, and he also did the movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Sarah. Have you ever seen Strike with um Gabby Hoffman, Kirsten Dunst, and who else is in it? Uh, Monica Keena. You ever see that movie? Uh, or I'll, all i want to do is what it's called it's a good little movie i think you should watch it it's about these girls um oh my god the heather matarazzo's in it mayor whittingham um or god who the fuck is her name yeah mayor whittingham or whatever her name is she's in it uh one of the red grave women is in it it's a good little movie it's about these girls who go to um a girl's school in the 60s and they're going to be co-ed it's a whole thing Um, But he also edited that. So that's kind of our uh, cast and crew, or the crew at least. The cast, as you said, we have Patrick Swayze in the lead role of Johnny Castle. Um, Before this, he was known for Red Dawn, of course, Roadhouse, and a little movie uh, that he was not in yet, never mind. Uh, From this movie, he then went on to be in movies like Ghost, um, and also a little movie that you still need to watch, but I do own it. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, which I also think he does fabulous on. And you will also probably be getting an episode on that soon. So yeah, To Wang Fu, it's amazing. But yeah, so he did that movie. And then Jennifer Grey, as you said already, she's the daughter of Joel Grey, um, but she is known for Red Dawn and then Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which um, if nobody has already heard this before, I did hate Ferris Bueller at one point and I hate this movie less I still don't like ferris that much but i do like the movie as a whole and jennifer gray has something to do with that because i think she's actually pretty good in it
1: and fun fact she dated matthew broderick
0: oh really cute love that
1: yeah yeah that well sense. like not we to go into her, her dating history oh we can get it. into that
0: too because we also know who almost got this role and oh oh oh, oh well. i just uh, you I are just... teaching
1: the you are the the, the grasshopper is the. Uh,
0: Oh, yes, that, I'm teaching you saying? something. Well, I mean, uh, we can... Okay, if you we,
1: say it, I might remember, but I don't know. Yeah, but, and it
0: ties into it ties into um, Ferris Bueller. So, anyway, but, um, let's... Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, she dated Matthew Broderick, and mm-hmm. this is kind of like public knowledge, obviously. And yeah. again, she has her book out, which you kinda to need to redo, re- re- re-read, um, or finish reading, I should say. But anyway, yes. um, they dated for a little bit, and uh-huh. it was kind of funny that they played brother and sister, and I think they were dating at that time, but I don't know probably um unfortunate thing was apparently they um got into a car accident together and uh, they uh they i don't know who fault it was but it's something again public knowledge and there was a uh fatality from yeah. who they um who they hit that's unfortunate that that happened yeah um it's the it's they, the, the
0: unfortunate hit. rebecca gay heart of it uh and like yeah. caitlin jenner and all that yeah yeah
1: mm. um and then uh, or brandy uh, uh and then also, which I did not know this until she did her, you know, her, you know, going around interviews, whatever. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp, apparently, I'm like, man,
0: I know, like, what the hell? I mean, everyone was dating everyone what back then, okay? Sarah, okay. listen,
1: and Johnny Depp in the '80s,
0: I know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, come on. Hmm.
1: Anyway, not that I watched that, but he <laughs> did. He was cute back. back yeah.
0: Then. So then we have, um, we have that. We then have Jerry Orbach as uh, Doctor um, Hausman. Uh, he is Mr. Law and Order, Mr. Law and Order, but also Beauty and the Beast. He was yeah. um, oh my God, Lumiere or whatever, right? I was he's, thinking
1: he's, about that when he came up on the screen. I, I <laughs> thought about how you were saying like you know who he. Who he voiced, yes. And I'm like,
0: yeah, duh. Uh, Of course, yeah. Uh, and then Cynthia Rose as Penny, um, so Johnny's dancing partner. She was in mm-hmm. Flashdance, Dance uh, and also Staying Alive, which is the Bee Gees movie uh, with all their music in it. Um, that's not Saturday Did Night you Fever.
1: Fun <laughs> fact, I know that, you know, it's funny. We talk about Saturday Night. That's what we're trying to to, right? Yes. So, Staying And the Alive mom is- from Even
0: Stevens. <laughs> oh.
1: So Staying Alive is a completely separate movie.
0: It's a completely separate movie. I think it's a movie that literally is like, uh, it's a completely different one, yeah. Okay.
1: But also, another fun fact about um, Cynthia Rhodes is um, she was married to
2: Richard Marks.
0: Oh, yeah. One of the Marks brothers?
1: No. Richard Marks, singer.
0: Oh, uh, what did he sing? Tell me.
1: Right here. Right here waiting oh
0: okay I, yeah, I don't even know what that song is but okay well
1: it's funny because me and mark went to go me and mark were driving somewhere yesterday and it came on and i was like that is so huh. funny because i was going to tell jesse that, um, that i didn't know about this if it was in trivia that she was i, I don't think they are no longer together they were definitely probably married back. they were married for a long time but i don't think they were yeah was, yeah yeah but yeah, no, he sings um, Right Here Waiting. I think it came out in, like, 89 or something like that. or maybe. And I think you might have, like, another hit or two, but Right Here Waiting is this, like, ballad. Like, a big, very, big like, thing, yeah. But yeah, they were uh, all wife for a while.
0: I love that for them. And then she was also in Xanadu, the Olivia Newton-John um, masterpiece, that is. <laughs> and also very dancey, very, like, crazy. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a Let's little bit about sh- that.
1: She was basically all in dancing movies essentially right
0: oh she's in a bunch of dancing movies dude because she just can dance really well okay so yeah we'll get into some production um history so dirty dancing in large part unless you have stuff you want to like kind of share throughout of course because i want you to also but i also have to do my job and like make sure that i (laughs) talk about it but yeah but oh i I don't know if I'm going to blow your mind, girl. Oh, my God. Uh, So Dirty Dancing is based in large part on the screenwriter, Eleanor um, Bergstein's own childhood. It's not her whole life, but it's based on certain things. Like, she was the youngest daughter of a... um, jewish doctor okay from new york she did spend time in the cat skills as a kid but her and people did call her baby till she was like 20 so i mean there are certain things that are part of her life that are in baby but the movie itself is a movie it's not her life so makes that distinction anyway it just has
1: aspects of
0: it has aspects
1: it's not yes. a play-by-play of everything
0: Exactly. And so in 1980, she wrote a screenplay for the Michael Douglas film, It's My Turn, which I mentioned earlier. Um, However, she put in, because she grew up going to the Catskills, doing something like the Housemans did, but she also got into some dirty dancing. Kind of like how this movie was. Like, she had that kind of like, you know, she was good at it, too. And she put in a scene with an erotic dancing scene in this movie, but it got cut. And so she was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll take this kind of scene with Dirty Dancing. I'm going to make a whole fucking movie about it, bitch. That's what I'm going to do. So
1: it's my turn. She was trying to put an erotic dance yes. in it. Yes, she tried.
0: and They she cut, tried, it. And they, they cut it. And then she was like, you know what? You know, Fuck it. I'll dumb, do it.
1: Dumb on them. That is that, that is that part in Pretty Woman where it's like, huge.
0: Oh, huge. Big mistake. Huge. Mystic. Huge. Love it no it's it, seriously like they do they talk about in the movies that made us which on Netflix there's the movies that made us they do have an episode on this I just watched this morning but yeah I mean they had this movie that she wrote um cause she didn't write she was always a writer but like she didn't have a huge you know it's not like she was an accomplished screenwriter right like she did the It's My Turn movie and then she did this movie which again didn't exactly didn't know if it was gonna be a hit or not so she decided to do this whole thing and all she really knew was that she wanted to to make this story and she knew she wanted good music in it. She was like, all right, cool. Great. So then, yeah, so, and, and she took inspiration from her youth dance competitions. She did back in the day. Um, And in 1984, she pitched the idea to um, an executive MGM named uh, Eileen Maisel, who liked this idea. And she teamed Bergstein with our producer, Linda Gottlieb and these two women. uh, And again, this we'll talk about it a little bit as well. These two women, they got together, they had a nice lunch and they kind of knew each other apparently where they double dated before i guess like uh but they didn't really know much about each other but they were kind of familiar with one another a little bit and she pretty much just told linda was like hey girl like i don't really know you very well like tell me a little bit about yourself and she told her all about this stuff like this is who i'm from this is what i used to do back in the day and you know they did the sturdy dancing and once they had the title of this movie because again she had this idea in her head but she didn't know what to call it and once they were like dirty dancing melinda gottlieb literally said that's the million dollar title right there that's what we need to make and so let's do that so they're all right cool we're gonna set this in 1963 because you know we're old ladies kind of now but like at the time they were younger ladies but you know they're like okay well back in the 60s that was like our heyday right so we're gonna set it back then baby's gonna be kind of based on you know Bergstein's own life, and then um, Johnny's going to be based off this guy named Michael Terrace, who was a uh, dance instructor that Miss uh, Eleanor knew back then, okay? Um, While she was researching the stories and all that. So she's finished the script in the mid-80s. So the big thing that you need to know about, though, is that there was this guy at MGM who was like the head of it, right? And he was pretty much the one who was like, yeah, let's do this thing. And then guess what happens? He gets fired, and then that just... (laughs) put any kibosh on making this movie okay um so they put the script uh script into turnaround or limbo or what they call development hell um the same thing happened to clueless actually uh where amy heckerling wrote the story but then it got put into development hell until it got got by paramount so that's pretty much that so yeah mgm was gonna make this movie and then they decided not to again big mistake huge the fuck bergstein gave the script to other studios but they were rejected and do you know why they were rejected sarah because the patriarchy and misogyny that's why like absolutely well, I, dare
2: them.
0: I mean really yeah. like because i think it just seemed like they were thinking like how are we going to make this movie how's this movie gonna sell it's about women and women's issues and you know it was written by a woman it's being <laughs> produced by a woman like oh completely I don't have any qualms saying that That I think that's exactly why they had like 40 rejections of people just not picking this up you know and I'm just like for what like what the hell Uh it was then brought to Vestron Pictures so Vestron Pictures um, is no longer around but it was uh, one of the beautiful places that brought us such uh, titles as chopping mall one of my favorites oh don't worry we'll do an episode on it not you and me but we'll i'm doing an episode on it at some point i love chopping mall that the horror movie parents some of the wishmaster movies so needless to say vestron was the home video market okay and and it was very much like kind of the b horror movies and shit like that that's what they were doing while honing their pitch to Vestron, um, Linda decided to cut the proposed budget in half. Um, and so they're like, all right, we got to make this work somehow. So we're going to do this. And they ended up choosing um, Emil Ar- Ardellani- Ardellino, sorry, um, as the film's director. And he had never done a direct um, feature movie, but he was very passionate about the project after reading the script while apparently he was on jury duty. And so, Gottlieb, Bergstein, and Ardolino, they then presented uh, their vision to John uh, Persinger and the company's vice president um, of production, Mitchell Canold. By the end of the meeting, um, Persinger um, had greenlit the feature, uh, the project to be the first feature for Vestron um, in their feature film Department and the approved movie was budgeted at a relatively low amount of $5 million at a time when the average cost of making a movie was $12 million. So they were like, all right, we're going to make this happen because Vestron didn't have, I mean, I don't really know if they had much to lose, but you know. they took a chance on this movie really and then for a choreographer um bergstein chose kenny ortega who has now done movies like hocus pocus he did a lot of the high school musical movies he directed that god-awful rocky horror remake on fox but you know he's made a name for himself in the entertainment industry um who he had been trained by gene kelly
1: so the Vetron production i mean dirty dancing had to have been its biggest movie
0: oh completely oh ho- oh, yes without a doubt
1: so like you said it's a little movie that could and it you have mgm yeah. paramount you have all these um
0: yeah, a bunch of places just rejected this movie and i don't know why
1: like warner brother you know there's so many big name ones out there and then you have this like little one like what like who like,
0: yeah who had never really done
1: had to have been their biggest yeah. like
0: yeah and people didn't time. know that right away but you know That's just what happens. And I I don't mind saying that, no, it absolutely is because people didn't know what to do with female content. Like, they really didn't. And uh, there's an express reason why I brought you on, because obviously it's your favorite movie, but you are also a woman. So, like, it's also important that, like, yes, this movie is so, I think it's so good at at being able to show this woman's uh, experience and to follow this girl's experience. And I don't think people knew what to do with it i mean Ed, that's why all these big studios were like no we will pass but then when you see the returns on it it's like yeah but it couldn't save vestron necessarily but you know it is what it is but yeah but kenny ortega had been trained by gene kelly himself and so for a location they didn't find anything suitable in the cat skills also that would have been expensive um so they decided to go with a combination of two different locations one of which was lake lur in north carolina um, which a lot of the staff quarter stuff was shot there. A lot of the cabins were there, things like that. And then also like the pavilion that they do the ending in um, is done there. And then the mountain Lake hotel near Pembroke, Virginia, which is right around our neck of the woods. Um, we are, we're we're going to make a trip down there at some point. We will do it. And with careful shooting and editing it made it look like it was all on one. So that was kind of nice, but yeah. Do you have anything to add about kind of like the pre-production or before casting or anything like that to add
1: i don't think so no
0: okay gotcha but yeah i mean so really it just came from this lady's mind and she ended up getting this movie green lit and it's great so okay cool we have a movie but we need to cast it now right so artelina was adamant that they choose dancers to kind of round the cast out so patrick swayze um was somebody who could also act he didn't want to use the stand-in method that had been used in flash dance so they were like no we need to hire at least somebody who could be a good uh a good dancer right
1: there was a book and i don't know if this was a book that patrick swayze wrote with his wife or if it was something that was written about him
0: Mm -hmm. um again
1: I'm, such, I'm so bad sometimes with books. Sometimes I'll read a book all the way through, it'll be the and I'll
0: be good. You forget all about it.
1: <laughs> right. But here's the thing about Patrick Twazy is uh his mom was a dancer. Yeah, like, she a was dancer a dance. dance
0: had a whole dance school and everything, was yeah, like a and, big deal um, in Texas.
1: Yep. So he definitely had the background, let alone oh, him, yeah. his mom being being basically like trained because it's like he's mm-hmm. that's his mom that's his mom's, you know, livelihood. Um yeah. so definitely and then Wherever he went, I think he would tell he some dance school and then he met his wife that he was married till mm-hmm. he was married the entire time with
0: you know, he was a ballet dancer and everything. Yeah.
1: Till his passing. And um so they met and and all that and um he was into football, you know, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Like that, and That's just from what I meant. But yeah, he definitely you can see it in the moves, so he definitely knows what he's doing and, and-
0: he didn't he didn't want to dance that was the thing is that apparently they were looking for johnny and they were trying to figure out who to have him and they were like oh patrick swayze like eleanor bergman was like uh bergstein she was looking um f- the eyes of actors she was like it, she said i wanted someone with these hooded lids and like all this and she looked look look she found patrick swayze but on his resume it said no dancing and he was she was like shit wait what God damn it. So um, but they still wanted him. And the reason he didn't want to dance was because he had danced so much that he fucked his body up. And so he was like, I'm trying to get away from, you know, uh doing dancing a ton because A, I can't do it very much. But B, like, you know, I want to try and distinguish myself from being a dancer all the time. But they ended up getting him, they were able to get him, and God, thank God they did, because I just it adds a level of expertise to this movie and just a level of just beauty. I think, I think the way he moves is just so good and yeah, it's just so good. Like, ugh. and then also uh, another side note about Patrick Swayze. So it was between him and Billy Zane for this role. I'm sorry. I could not have seen Billy Zane and I love Billy Zane. Don't get me wrong, but no, like, um... mm
2: um refresh
1: my memory i think i, I know who that is billy zane billy zane is cal, cal from titanic.
0: um titanic he okay. was the uh collector okay, so in right. demon knight yeah he's he's had a very prolific career but uh, i think linda gottlieb even said like he looks like he looks like he could dance like he practiced to be great at his bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah or something but he does not have the same technique as Patrick Swayze does. And another thing about Patrick Swayze, too. Again, bringing, bringing it back. Oh, Billy Zane, no. I'm sorry. You cannot dance like that. Um, Bring it back to Patrick Swayze, though. I think he does a great job in this movie. But I also think, bringing it back to Tu Tuong Fu, I think that him, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo, and you'll hear more about this in my episode. I'm sure I'll repeat myself. But, like, I think they brought such... Level of respect and to that those roles, which really could have been something where they're playing these three drag queens, right? And I think they give a level of heart and humanity to these characters that I just think is so good. And Patrick Swayze is a huge part of that because I think he does great in that role too. So I think he brings a great level of heart to this role and really any other roles he did. So uh, rest in power, dude. Like oh my god, I love him. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah. They brought in Patrick Swayze. They had other people. It was between him and Billy Zane. Like, they literally screen tested, but they were just like, nah. But then guess who else screen tested? So Winona Ryder and Sharon Stone were apparently thought of, but I don't think they were actually brought in. But a little girl by the name of Sarah Jessica Parker was brought in and screen tested along with... It was down to literally Jennifer Grey and her, and then it was down to Billy Zane and um, Patrick Swayze. And that brings back to the Matthew Broderick of it all, because... Obviously, Sarah Jessica Parker is Matthew Broderick's wife, so that's why I was kind of like, I don't know if you knew that, Sarah, but there you go. And there is literal footage on the movies that made us about this that literally has like Billy Zane dancing and like Jennifer Grey and um, what's her uh, Patrick Swayze dancing. Um, sure, Sarah Jessica was in there too, so yeah. Which I mean, I will say this: I must say, I could see it with Sarah Jessica Parker. I could. But would it work as much? I don't know. But her and Jennifer Grey aren't that far off from each other to me, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, either one of them could do it. But I think Jennifer Grey did a great job. And I think she ended up winning out, obviously, in the end. Really, because they had great, they just had good sexual tension. That's really what won them the role, I think. (laughs) Because I really do think that they were just, like, interested in one another. And it was kind of hard for that. So I think that's kind of why that is but gray was paid about fifty thousand dollars for this role um val kilmer and apparently benedicio del toro uh was also thought of for this role but again that didn't work uh and he was about 34 years old patrick swayze was when he um came onto this um uh, job uh so he's a bit you know older obviously but you know it's fine but yeah i mean they ended up changing him so apparently a he was thought of as being an Italian dude at first, but they changed him to Irish because Patrick Swayze is white, very white. And then they had other people like Jerry Orbach came in. Jane Bruckner plays Lisa, the sister. Wayne Wright, who had really done anything before, but ended up being on Seinfeld, Jurassic Park, all of these things, um, he was brought in as well. So I mean, that's a little bit of a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, so you know the mom in this movie or whatever do you know who she is <laughs> so she was supposed to be lynn lipton um so that lady is like she's been around for a while i think she had like a whole voiceover career if i'm not mistaken that's great um she was supposed to be that but ended up being kelly bishop and kelly bishop for those who don't know is on i believe gilmore girls she's the mom on there so very well known for that and she also went a to tony too she was in a chorus line so that's kind of cool <laughs> that's a little bit of the, how just the casting was for this movie i mean like again they but a lot of these people i think were like kind of unknowns isn't that weird to think that like there were a bunch of people who were not necessarily super famous at this time like i don't think jennifer gray was like super famous or anything i mean kind of sort of but like early like, patrick swayze patrick swayze hadn't really hit like that he had been in roadhouse you know and red dawn and stuff you know but he was kind of on the rise
1: and Roadhouse was a very different movie than this.
0: It Although,
1: is. he does, when I was watching it, he does have a little, he does bring a little Roadhouse <laughs> that near the end. but
0: Yeah, no, totally. And he does it in Too Long Fu too, because he slaps the shit out of that guy. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So, another thing I wanted to harp upon for just a few moments um, sure. or two is the atrocity that is the remake of the TV movie that was done a couple years back
0: oh girl wait what tell me all about it
1: i want to say it was 2017 so we're talking six years ago
0: Oh girl, did you also hear that apparently they want to make a sequel and jennifer gray's gonna be in it girl I why did. Girl, i did
1: why? um well yeah i did because i think when she was promoting her memoir which i think came out last right year, right right last year the year before she was talking about it and she was thinking about getting Harry Styles. Ugh. I'm like...
0: Girl, Harry, no. I'm sorry. Uh, I know you love Harry, but no.
1: That's her word. So if she makes the call, then that is okay. But no, I get it. But I don't even know what that's all about. Like, Who knows? If, if anything's gonna come of it, I don't know. But, no, they did exactly. decide to do the uh, a TV movie.
0: Yeah, um, right, right,
1: right. I think it was like two hours long? Three hours long? I can't remember. It, it was one of those things where I really wanted to boycott it and not watch it.
0: Bastardization. at the same
1: time... I was like, I need to see what they're doing to this, and it was just not good.
0: It's like Rocky it Horror for good. me. It was like that Rocky Horror thing for me. Uh, like I watched I it, 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 it and I was like, ABC. no.
1: I think it was it on probably... ABC. Oh, girl. And I mean, because you know, I hate to, uh... remakes just shouldn't be really done a, a lot of times, and people. Just I get just, like, that there. That there's
0: only so many movies that I think could be remade where the remake's actually decent, you know? Right. And with something just... like Dirty Dancing, no.
1: This was one of them where, and, you know, when you would hear, oh, they're going to do this, and I'm like, how dare they, like, they shouldn't, you know.
0: Who were even the leads? Who were the two leads?
1: You know, I, let me look real quick, because I was thinking about it when I was watching it, I was like, uh-huh. why did they even do that?
0: Bro, I don't know. It was That's rude. Horrible. It was rude. Ooh, um, I think I found it. Abigail Breslin.
1: Yes, I remember now.
0: I, nothing against Abigail Breslin. Listen, I don't hate her or anything, but. Baby, what the hell,
2: and Cole um, pretz?
0: I don't know who that Pratt. is. Um, Deborah Messing is the mom, I guess. I assume
1: Sarah Hyland is the sister from
0: Modern Family, yeah. Um, Nicole Scherzinger, oh, she
1: was the penny, okay,
2: a-
0: okay.
1: And then there's this, uh, the dad, he's like, I think he was in a show, he's like a, like a TV show actor.
0: Oh, Bruce Greenwood, I think, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah, of course, I had to watch this. Monstrosity.
0: Oh no, Tony um, Roberts. That's who it is, right? Because isn't it Max? Isn't he the the dad? No, Max crazy? is
1: the owner. No, Max. Is oh, the owner. that was I'm
0: Tony Roberts. Talk. Never mind. So he was the owner. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. But
1: um, it's rude. Um, Oh, Kitty Sigal is
0: in it. You did just say that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: Um, again, had to had to force myself to watch it just to say I, I watched it. Um, and just to say they butchered it. But see, here's the thing. Mm. Is would they have done this if Patrick Swayze was still alive?
2: No. I
0: don't
1: know. They wouldn't have.
0: No. Really they should so. no. Oh, and for those should. who don't know, Bruce Greenwood is also in disturbing behavior. He plays uh Dr. Caldecott, so that's not okay. him. Yeah.
2: I think he
1: was also in the Resident that we that show mom watches or watches. Oh yeah, I think so too.
0: Um,
1: I think he was like a doctor or something like that because uh, I watched it for like a few episodes and I was like whatever. But he
0: anyway. was also in the um the Star Trek movie. He was in the one with J.B.A.J. Oh. Abrams.
1: Oh, okay, but anyway, they should have done it. Whatever, but mm. I, I, I don't really know Jennifer Green. Green, I don't really know Jennifer Gray's thoughts on the, the whole remake. Uh, probably disgusting. Probably, yeah, but here's the thing: is you're sitting there watching it, and all you can do is literally compare it to the movie, and that's all I was doing. And I was like, this girl, is bogus. This is ridiculous.
0: Mm. What they're doing, you disgusting. Know? So, mm.
1: It was Dis- disgusting
0: disgusting i can't disgusting. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. yeah and in, insert that little meme here i mm. girl no i know anyway so we're stud shitting on the remake or whatever that's fine that's totally yeah. okay because i am mad about it but yeah i mean we already talked about like it was between um virginia and north carolina this is only shot i think in like god it was 43 days which is not much especially for a movie of this caliber you a know over a month yeah a little over a month to do this. The other kind of notable things are that like, for example, like they didn't have a whole lot of music to dance to. I don't think like, cause they couldn't get the rights to it. So like a lot of what they were dancing to, like, they weren't really dancing to any like music i don't think from what i understand which is kind of interesting that's gonna be weird but yeah i mean there's that i mean patrick swayze had to go to a uh to the hospital because he insists on doing his own like stunts and he like hurt himself and again it was totally it was bad not great not great but yeah so all right cool the movie shoots it wraps great so right before halloween 1986 it was both on time and on budget so that's great um no one on the team though liked the uh, rough cut that was put together though and vestron uh, executives were convinced that this was going to be a flop they even had one guy named aaron russo i believe this was in the movies that made us um where he said after he watched the movie he said burn the negative and collect the insurance because he pretty much said it was shit <laughs> like Pretty much said, but people didn't think it. Like they that's why I'm saying this is the little movie that could. Like, this is literally a movie that people were like, I don't know about it, man. Like, who even knows if this is gonna be like a success? If it's gonna be nothing more than like a home video release because that's what Vestron did. Like, I don't know, man. They they just didn't know. Like 39% of um people who viewed this didn't realize that abortion would be a subplot and oh, we can get all up into that girl because. I will say right here right now, if I may ask Sarah, is this the movie that you found out what an abortion was from it, if I may ask? Like is this what kind of taught you what it was or did you know about it beforehand?
1: I I'm not really sure, maybe or I don't I can't say definitely. Right, right. Um obviously that definitely was a serious part of the movie that happened. And it's not one of those things. And like if you watch it when you're a kid, you're definitely, it's going to go way over your head. You're not going to know.
0: Totally. Totally. So
1: I don't think that maybe, I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't distinctly have a memory going, yes, yeah, this is how I found out about that. Or if it had, if I had heard about it before that, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Right. Right. No. And it's crazy because like literally when you think about it, like this is a movie that I would venture to say if I had to, you know, assume it i would think that this was a lot of people's exposure to like this is what an abortion is everybody and even if you don't realize what it is at first like this is what that is and for a a plot for a subplot of this movie to be that in 1987 i think was a huge deal especially being in the reagan era and obviously you know all that and also there was a little drama with clear sale because clear sale was going to be um like a sponsor of this movie and they literally asked for they literally asked the writer um eleanor they said hey you need to go back and um cut out this whole subplot uh they literally said like you know we we we, we can't do this campaign with you guys if you have this in your movie and eleanor was like uh no fuck you this is a huge point of the movie it's a huge subplot of this movie because without this subplot you do not have um the reason why baby learns how to dance with johnny you don't have anything with anything like you don't have anything you don't have the sex between them you don't have any of this stuff if you take out the subplot
1: that's 100 true because the reason of it is she, yeah. has she has to, she has to go
0: get abortion. Yeah.
1: And abortion, which at 1963 was, was illegal, illegal. Yes. As pretty much anywhere in the United States. And I just was like reading just a little bit that at least in New York, where this is said, not where it was shot, but where it was said right, in right, New York right. in the Catskills that it didn't become legal until 1970. So they were still a couple years away from that.
0: So oh, completely. Yeah. Until Roe v. Yes. Wade happened, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Right which was like 67 or 68. So yeah, I mean, this was definitely one of those, you know, you get The person's coming through town, you're going to get it done and we'll see what they mm-hmm. do to you. Um, right. Unfortunately, that's what happened to her. But yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Because let's say they, let's say they, they, she comes on vacation. She is, she comes across the dirty dancing happening at the, at mm-hmm. the, at the, at the place and is exposed to it essentially because she's very really like uh yeah, sheltered.
0: Um, a little bit sheltered, yeah.
1: And then you know that's pretty much the basis of the plot in the first few minutes. And mm-hmm. then you don't see Penny, and then you're like, okay, what happened to her? So let's say Penny was on the dance floor, wasn't having, there was no issue, there was no uh, right for her needing to get an abortion. Then what are, are we just doing? A, a girl come somewhere to because right. the there would have, like you said, there would have. Would Johnny maybe dance with her? You know, like he did. Yeah, he sure. Maybe he would have, because he would have been like, right. we're, "We're taking, we're taking our stress out. This is where we come to like." But like, wrestling. you just
0: find this girl who you take an interest in. Like, what the hell? Right. It like, just doesn't make sense.
1: If it it became what it was because they had to get literally so close because of the type of dancing they were doing. And dancing is very like anytime you watch any of the dancing shows, especially like Dancing with the Stars. Like, not especially, but like that's just one of those ones that are very popular that. You know, people have dated off those shows. Like they've mm-hmm. they dated their partner for a little bit of time, because you look at it and some of the dances they do are very intimate. Like you yeah. are like very close with one another, and really have to put trust in that person that they're not going like to drop you and you know yeah. do whatever, even if things happen. But anyway, um, yeah. but yes, yeah, so if the subplot was there, and she would have been there dancing, and then she right. would have did the show at the other place. Like again, yeah, the just other. Been, it would have just been them doing a movie and then maybe her thinking Johnny's cute. Like it would have been stupid. So yeah, it would have been really dumb.
0: It was so important.
1: It was definitely necessary. And, and from the time period it was, it was very like important for it to happen.
0: I agree. Like I completely think that that was important to have it in there. So good
1: for her standing her ground.
0: Yes, absolutely. Being the screenwriter being like, fuck you clear. So like, I'm not cutting this out of my movie. Like, are you kidding me? Like, How can I have any any integrity if I do that? Like, hell no. So, I like that. And then also what's really cool about this film, too, is I think it also is able to show, like, the idea of class inequality too, is really interesting. Because, like, now we're just getting into the weeds about it, which is fine with me. But, like, yeah, no, I think that's really cool, too. Because you have these... Yeah, I mean, like when you think about it, like the low, the lowest of the low, quote unquote. I mean, the people who are at the bottom of class, lower class, if you will, are the staff. yeah. Yeah, the staff, because again, there's also like this, there's this race critique too, where it's like, yeah, a bunch of the people who work here are people of color, and also just poor white folks. So again, that goes into the class thing. Again, is it great in terms of the representation for people of color? I don't know, I'm not a person of color, but it's if anything it's showing what the reality kind of was in 1963. This is right this is in the middle of civil rights if not right before it, really. So, I mean there's that. Then you have the people who are rich, who are the housemans of course, and then um kind of a middle point of like the waiters in this movie who are also like they're the sons which none of the women are but like some of the sons are like you know the sons of rich people but they're doing this job to try to get another they're doing this waiter job to pretty much just try to get themselves a cushy job after college i guess and all of that so i don't know yeah you can dig into a lot with like the class critique that it has in this movie also just a little bit of the race critique as well i'm sure as well yeah all of that kind of thing do you have anything to add about just like some of the themes in this movie and and what they try to tackle within it i guess
1: well, yeah, definitely the class part, uh, he, yeah. he even says, more closer near the end of the movie, which is why it's such such a good idea to watch the rewatch, because sometimes you go, which part of the movie that was that from?
2: Mm-hmm. Even though I've
1: seen mm-hmm. it so many times. Um, he does say that, you know, he was basically couldn't rub two pennies together.
0: Yeah, then, he was saying he was eating jujubes and all this. Yeah. <laughs> because, and, yeah, being a dancer doesn't pay the bills always.
1: He was poor, and then like, there was these women putting diamonds and money in my pocket, and
0: and having to, without saying it, probably engage in sex work too. Like most likely,
1: well, essentially, because they're giving him that stuff, and and
0: yeah, like and they and he, oh, and that was the whole coming. thing too. Who was the guy? Who was the old guy who literally sets up his wife to like have? No. Yeah, that guy. No. Yeah, Mo. He literally sets his wife up to Mo have sex me, yeah. with her.
1: Like, Yeah, because they were already <laughs> they had already messed around and yeah. he came in and then, but see, I don't think, well, I don't know. I don't know if, if he knew what was going on or if he was just like doing yeah. Yeah, some dance lessons or if dance lessons were something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I didn't
1: really read too much into that. Other than the one in that movie, she was not pretty. I'm like, could you let me yeah. be a little better looking? She was, I was like, like oh, I don't know, man. man. <laughs> a little rough looking. They could have gotten something a little bit more attractive. Um. Anyway, sorry, it's rude. It's rude. But anyway, um.
0: Whatever.
2: <laughs> but
1: uh, anyway, another thing with the class thing is too is like yeah. um, it's more actually more in the beginning of the movie. Um. Yeah. Funny enough, is Penny it says she gets she got kicked out by her mom.
0: Yeah. So true.
1: She's like, I was sixteen. So what are you gonna do when you're sixteen? Like, if you're good at something, right. you, know, you can try that. So it, it. She came from. Why did her mom kick her out? Who knows? I don't know. But
0: right like was she being fast quote-unquote was she being too adult for her mom you know and
1: i would assume it was in the 50s she got kicked out because if it was 63 she couldn't have been like 18 she was probably in her like early 20s probably like late 50s she probably got kicked out so who knows what was going on yeah no totally tell that she definitely they were definitely on the lower portion and how johnny and her knew each other right before that they grew up with each other uh, as evidenced in some of the lines that are said, but uh, yeah, there's that. And, and I was also thinking about race part of it a little bit too, because you know, when they yeah. have the part where she comes in and the cousin brings her in,
0: um, mm-hmm. God,
1: I can't remember his name now, but yeah, the guy, when they come oh, yeah, in, that guy, and <laughs> they have,
0: he's carrying the watermelons yeah. with baby. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, she's literally like walks in and is like introduced to like dirty dancing. Cause she's like, what? Like, she's yeah. just like the waltz and, tango and you know things the foxtrot and all that yeah right and and i was like looking here so there's like all these different couples but then i saw um like a white man and a black woman dancing and i'm like okay
0: well and then also getting into like the fact that one of the main guys on this The main entertainment of this film or or at this um, resort is like a black man who is Mm -hmm. like kind of a, whether or not he's a caricature or not, you know, but it's like he is this guy who is doing, he's entertaining the white folks, you know what I mean? And that can be like, you know. I
1: thought about when I saw them dancing, because obviously like the dancing they're doing is very close and central in a sense, if you were to say that. But I'm like, you know, thinking about it, like, that you know, I don't think you really would have seen that much in the early '60s, just because of mm-hmm. where we were in that part and time in America. Yes, things were definitely you know there was still a lot of out there that probably th- that was not so good for right the people of color. But I just thought that was you know I had noticed that before, like watching it how there was you know um that, but it's like you mm-hmm. know they it wasn't like they just made everybody white and and yeah. it was just like that and yeah they did have like a black couple but that they did do like a white and like a black. not say i don't know if they were. They might have been a couple but yeah I don't really know. um but how you know it's like that was good they showed that or maybe they, that was them showing like hey like they yeah. that part is not segregated and they all nah. like they are at least in that aspect of the where yeah. they're at and maybe that part of the where they're staying is yeah is is good like it's not an i think part.
0: if anything what it's and showing it northern, yeah
1: it was northern i think yeah a lot of the <laughs> worst stuff was southern stuff so
0: yeah no i totally can understand that and it's just showing really that like um yeah no i mean like kellerman's as a whole is very very white you have like the one person of color who's the big entertainer who who is the musician, pretty much and then the rest of the staff who is you know made up of like the dance staff and then also some of the other staff as well but they get to have and cut loose in their way and yeah that can be made up of like different mixed folks of like both white and black you know so yeah i think there's there's that's just also coming from her experience as well i mean it's just so fascinating to me with with all of that. So, I mean, yeah, this movie has, you know, needless to say, it came out, so it got released. Um, and I think what ended up happening with the release of the movie um, was really just the fact that this movie came out. I think they did a test screening of it um, once it was all said and done. And people were watching it and I believe it was in the movies that made us, they said that they had this movie and at the end of it, there was just like this standing ovation. People really loved it. And once the movie got released, then it showed how much this film actually really worked, you know, and how it was something that people responded to. And I think there's a reason, I think there's uh, multiple reasons for that. Uh, Mainly for, I would say mainly uh, it's, I think music plays a big part in it too. Um, it's just all this old music that at that time people could reminisce about a little bit and enjoy, you know, um, I think that was something and, uh, you know, you and me have kind of maybe said this before too, but like, you know, when we were growing up and we were with our grandparents and stuff and they were older, obviously born in the thirties, you know, we definitely listened to oldies growing up and a movie like this is kind of perfect for something like that. Um, so that's one thing but yeah i mean uh, this movie just kind of was a sleeper hit if anything
1: side note i saw daphne's tail in their uh things.
0: yes yes we're on zoom right now and uh our animals are just attacking us
1: yeah <laughs> callie's looking me right now yeah um, the dog <laughs> yeah the music i mean I, I, seriously the first thing i wrote on my notes is music is chef's kiss i mean
0: it's the really music good of this
1: is, is 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 great and yes, uh, with our grandparents, we our grandpa used to drive us around and and had the mm-hmm. oldies station on. So we heard, you know, the Temptations. We heard all of it. Yeah, um, Rolling Stones. We heard Beatles. You know, uh, all these different ones. But a lot of these songs that, in this movie, um, are one of those. they those groups that had like maybe two hits, but they didn't oh, have yeah. like Temptations had a lot of hits. Like Temptations. Oh, completely. Like, yeah. But like, there was a lot of these ones that, oh, yeah, that person sang that song. And I remember it, mm-hmm. it's, it's an oldie song, but like they didn't really... Not so they didn't have other hits. I don't want to say that. Right, but, right. You know, it's like... Because, you know, we weren't around in the 50s and 60s to really listen to that. So they could have had albums that were... But you sometimes only hear, like, a big single or something like that. yeah So listening to these songs, I definitely... Well, it's funny. Songs,
0: like, I just saw this on my notes. It definitely
1: made me think of the oldies. Yeah things and, and how and i, and I think it's another reason why i like it so much mm-hmm. is um it just it i i love memories and it makes mm-hmm. me think of um any type of oldies type music makes me think of my grandparents and yeah uh, whether it be hearing it in a movie or hearing it, whatever um so i definitely like i definitely appreciate the oldies because of that reason sure. and, um, but also there was three songs that i also have in my notes that <laughs> were not the 50s they were yeah. made in the
0: 80s that and that's what's really interesting too with this it's supposed to be a period that, piece of the 60s the but they definitely had songs that were from the 80s a little bit but it's fine this whole world that has been built um it's mostly in the 60s but yes there are some 80s songs in there it's fine but it's all it, good.
1: it works i mean I, it it's kind of funny you have like the mashed potato like do the mashed, you know you have yeah, that song, yeah and then you have like you know, no other ones, whatever it may be. Well, you know, I, just I was going to say
0: there. in my notes, this movie actually was a big reason why the song, do you love me came back into like popularity yeah. where it's the, do you love me? And really? Move to you. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. So like people, it was a popular song back then, but like, you know, yeah. Cause the whole thing is like, yeah. do you love me now that I can dance? And it's so funny how that kind of worked yeah. anyway. But yeah, but the three songs oh. you're referring to, of course, are, I guess one that was done by our lead, Patrick Swayze, right? He also had a song on well, here.
1: <laughs> in in order of appearance, it's um, <laughs> Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And that is just, that song came out, I want to say in 80s. I want to say it came out in 87. I could,
0: you could factually. Probably something out. like that, yeah.
1: It probably came out right around the time of the movie. It um, did. And it's still hits now like you it literally came
0: that. out it literally came out like in november as a single but it was featured in yeah. this movie that's how it yeah. got known
1: and it was i listen to it now 30 some years later and i mean not that i listened to it back in 87 but because i wasn't born yet but you know i've listened to it all this time and i oh, yeah. have it on my phone and i hear it on the radio and it's just like it's such a good song so there was that. It one is really that good. was good and then the second order of appearance is she's like the wind
0: mm-hmm, which is, which is by written by patrick swayze and performed by him
1: Yes, which is so funny because, well, not so funny, but when that came out, because it's literally like the last 10 minutes of the movie is that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that, that song comes in and you know, you hear it and then you're like, okay. And I, you know, like first watch, like actually multiple watches. I never knew that was him. And I know. Right. I, it came, you know, to my knowledge at some point, I either read about it or I was told about it or whatever. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That is amazing!" And I was like, "What can't this man do?" And so it's awesome that he he play, yes. he, he performs that, and that's and I think there's like a lady that uh, like a woman he's like Stacy
0: Weidlitz is the name. Yeah,
1: that is like the the female counterpart of it. But yeah, it's so mm-hmm. good. And it went to number
0: three played... in 1988, so wow. it was popular. Wow. There you go.
1: And the last one that was that was made was "I've Had the Time of My Life," which yes. again is a great duet by mm-hmm. um bill medley She's yep. name. yeah bill medley and jennifer warrens i think her name is there
0: you go sarah there you yeah. go
1: <laughs> and um and jennifer warrens was also um she also did uh the one song um with Joe love Conquer lifts
0: like, up up where we belong yeah up where we belong and
1: an officer and gentleman which is our mom's favorite mm-hmm. movie. um so mm-hmm. yeah she definitely has a great voice and their their voices together was really nice um And it's, you know, I hate to say it, but I I love this movie so much. But my favorite absolute part of the movie is like the last bit of it. Like, of course, I can't like that's I have to discuss that for a minute, but not yet.
0: Um, (laughs) Not quite yet. We'll get into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's so good. It's such such a good scene. But yeah, so those are the three movies that were definitely not made in the 50s or 60s or. Right, happened, right, right, right. The, the songs.
0: They just work so good for the movie.
1: They, look so, they work so
0: good. No, totally. I mean, music is a huge part of this movie, and I mean, there's a, a big reason why, and that comes from Eleanor. Um, that comes from her. I mean, it, she literally fought for this music because she was like, "This is such a huge part of this movie. Like, we need to have the songs." And I get that it's expensive, and I understand, but we need to have these things. Otherwise, this story is not going to work as well. So, I really good for her fighting on that. it.
1: I, I, I do think that because I really do think, you know, and like I said earlier, when you were like, why do you love this movie so much? Like, what draws you to it? And really, like, the music is really what makes a lot of the movie, is, you know, other parts of it are good, but it just makes part of it. Just, it the music plays a really big part of it. Oh, and it
0: completely does. It's a separate. I'm really glad that thing. they were
1: able to get, you know, I'm sure they have trouble with the actual, like, the the 80s part of the
0: probably not
1: (laughs) but i mean i'm sure probably getting those songs from 30 years ago was probably a little bit of yeah no uh, totally
0: yeah but yeah no i think this movie has had such a interesting legacy i mean obviously like so of course like the resort where dirty dancing was um was shot it no longer has a lake unfortunately so the lake does not exist um where baby and johnny like are practicing her lift uh because thanks global warming i don't know Um, it hasn't been there since 2006 so you can't see the lake there but it is still like this the place is still there the gazebo is still there uh the lodge itself is still there and it literally looks the same like they had something in the movies that made us that literally um lisa um this, uh, Linda, sorry, Linda, Linda Gottlieb. She went back and kind of looked at stuff. And yeah, I mean, like they have a whole stone there, um, with, uh, you know, that's in memory of Patrick Swayze, um, She went back and saw like the gazebo, like the dining room, and she was like, Oh my god, it has not changed in like 30 years! Like, this is crazy. Um, and they do things like have little dance lessons, guided tours, film screenings, things like that. There, of course, they also have it set up where they have different things that, like, this is Baby's Cabin, and this is like the gazebo, and like all these things. I was just about to
1: say that, that, um, you know, that would be something I'd really want to go see because it's like my favorite movie.
0: And oh, I would love
1: to go see that. And um, you know, not having known about really any of that stuff, that they do stuff like that. They do um Yeah. They do weekend like scene weekends yep. where you can do
2: dances and, and watch a mm-hmm. movie. And you can pay so cool. to
0: live your, your dirty dancing um, fantasy if you want to uh, yeah. over at this place, which I'm sure brings them a fair amount of business. I, I would oh, totally yeah. do it. Oh, I also think this is funny. This is at least as of 2018. Um, you know that in the beginning, because they say that Baby's going to go off to college, and she's going to Mount Holyoke College, which at one time, I think, might still be a... It's still a women's college in Massachusetts, but apparently at mount holyoke which is still a college today um they actually screened this for incoming first years because of the line baby starting mount holyoke in the fall so even in 2018 they had a little article that said this is something that they do and i want them to do that i think that's so cute
1: i didn't know they do that i had no idea they did that that is awesome
0: that is so cute. And I love that because it's a woman's college, oh. too. And obviously, what's cool about this film, too, is that they were trying to... This movie is PG-13. It was supposed to be an R. It, it was supposed to be. They had to take a few things out because they wanted to get it to... Um, they wanted to make it... PG-13. So they took out a few things, they kept the abortion in there, all that stuff, but they were able to get this PG-13 movie and they wanted it to be targeted to teens. But what was crazy was that it was more so adults who ate this up. And that is why I think it had all of this sort of, it had this cross- kind of pollinization of yes, it is supposed to be a teen movie. And ultimately it's about a teen girl who's just coming out of high school, going to college, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think there is this kind of interesting divide of like it was made and kind of targeted to teens, but adults ate this shit up too, which I think is really cool because of how timeless this story is and the things that you could kind of uh you could kind of attach yourself to you know yep. but yeah so i mean we've gone over a lot of stuff anyway but i guess sarah <laughs> if you had to in your own uh ex- expert opinion on this film if you had to tell somebody who's never seen this movie before what dirty dancing is about how would you describe it to somebody i
1: would describe it as a coming of age film romance basically a coming of age romance story drama r- drama romance i think that would be the best way to say what type of genre it is is definitely a coming-of-age film with romance and drama in a nutshell if i had to put it in a few sentences girl goes on vacation with her family he lives a pretty sheltered life i would say um being the uh when i say sheltered like you know her dad's a i'm, She's I'm assuming her mom i'm assuming her mom is a, a mom. wife
0: yeah and then her dad her mom, is a like, doctor
1: And her dad is a doctor so i'm sure he makes a lot of money so obviously mm-hmm. like his family's well off so i'm sure that um her and her sister are definitely like they they lead like you know they're they probably, privileged they're privileged for sure and um so they have a privilege they they, they can go to the cat skills and stay for two uh, what does the mom say two or three weeks oh three weeks here it'll feel like whatever.
0: almost a month yeah. i think it was like literally they're yeah. there for a couple of weeks must be nice yeah
1: so it's like some people can't even get like a few days and it's like must be nice so it's like anyway so she's i would say she's felt very privileged and sheltered in her like before she comes here you know and she is then exposed and uh is shown dirty dancing which is something you would definitely not see i don't i don't know where they were from like i don't know if they were in new york or what state they lived in or if that was ever really mentioned. i think
0: they were from new york
1: yeah let's just say they were and so um you know that's something that was like something she wasn't aware of because like the look on her face when she walks in she's like but. so it's it's that you know it's coming of age film she she's exposed to this she sees it and she's like okay like what is this like getting trees or like again it's coming of age so she's like seeing this like oh okay like what's this all about and then the whole other the plot happens with penny having to get an abortion because basically her livelihood is dancing and you can't be eight nine months pregnant with a baby and trying to do the dances she is doing um for how they pay the bills is they basically are doing dance lessons and you really can't have, a you know, a baby belly in the middle of a dance lesson um, and, and all that because they're, you know, they should be lean and they should be athletic and all that. Um, so there's that. So that subplot comes in and then, you know, baby's like, miss fix it. Like they say it like, oh, she's misfix it. She tries to, you know, get everything, uh, change the world or she tries to just make sure everybody's OK and everything's better. And she learns these dances. Uh, again, coming of age, you know, this is something totally out of her element. She's like, I can't do it. And they're encouraged to do it, you know, to do the dancing. And obviously over the time of being together and how we were saying earlier, how dancing can be very intimate, she falls for Donnie and Donnie, vice versa, falls for her. And then, you know, and then the drama part of it is just kind of how everything works out. Like, you know, the Penny situation and, and then them her being sh- kind of in a way being ashamed of Johnny because mm-hmm. I don't want to say she's ashamed of him, but you know, again, the class thing comes into play where yeah. she's from this rich family. He's, you know, a couple years older not, than her. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. And he's
1: not well off. And that's a big thing back in that day. And um, just how it kind of it tears them apart a little bit. But, and, and then at the end, you know, they, they basically are just like, they realize they love one another and, it, it's a happy ending for all, but um, yeah, essentially, I was a very butchered part of it. But no, you're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm mean, definitely coming of age. You know, it's a teen. You know, she's like she's, she's 17. I think they say she's yeah. you know about to be an adult. You know, she's at 17. Summer. You know, it's all kinds of stuff happening, and um, you know she meets an older guy. Not it, you know, we were saying I, I don't think it's too out of pocket. I mean, he probably yeah. was a few years older than her, but I don't think it was like it wasn't like bleh, like nasty.
0: Oh, yeah I think we're I supposed think to assume 30, that he's in his, yeah. yeah, even though he was technically older, like the actor is, well, but yeah, like I think right, Johnny right. is supposed to be a bit of a younger dude, but uh and people right. want to have that criticism or, or whatever, which I totally understand if
1: they um, really play into it but it's, but like it's also it not
0: anything. I don't find it to be that predatory or anything like right. that, um either feel that way it doesn't feel that way and also it's like you know she's also literally 17 going into 18 um, yeah. and he's supposed to be a little bit older than her and also at first he's also just like ew like I don't like you like that and he falls for her you know what I mean but like right, because um,
1: of, yeah, right because of who she is as a person because yes yeah, she's 17 but she's, she's definitely mature like she's not like a child 17 she's but a, she's like a but he's
0: like no like you're not like you're trying to be cool, but it's not working right. girl. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. Um, so yeah, that's how I would explain it. And yeah, again, there's so many just, it's just so good. I did want to touch on that, you know, when Penny is found. Yes. Yes. And actually I wanted to say one other little thing that I just thought of. Um, <laughs> this is before, this is for like the sad part, like not sad, but it is sad, but, um, but they're dancing in the kind of like the beginning of it. And yeah, Penny's wearing that pink dress. It's so pretty. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. The, the, you know like the straps all that i was like I always oh yeah cynthia Rhodes killer that yeah she really is so um anyway so i wanted to say that real quickly but anyway before so after that um you know when the cousin tells her like hey like she's knocked up and then she's mm-hmm. like oh like baby unfortunately assumes it's johnny's and it's not because they were a couple
2: mm-hmm. when they were
1: teenagers but they are they're just friends they're just like really they're best friends. yeah they're they dance really partners friends. they're
0: not they're, they're not partners, like. romantic partners yeah
1: right like they they tried to, it didn't work whatever and so baby's like okay like there's got to be a way around this well, not a way around this but like there's got to be a solution to this and and then she finds out who the um mm-hmm. party is that got her pregnant and it's robbie which is yeah uh, a piece of shit um,
0: he is such a let or me or tell it. you something. I watched this movie on Canadian Netflix because that was the way I could watch it for free, technically, I guess. Anyway, but like I uh watched it and as soon as he came on screen and he was interacting with her, I was like, he is a that's creep. I got the yeah. ick, dude. It was that's like it. he, he just was it, kind of. I don't know. It just was like, oh he's what? gross.
1: Well, like yeah, I did not like him, it. They show him in the beginning, you know. That guy him, also, like,
0: by the way, is dead now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he yeah, died a long time died. ago. But I yeah. think
1: he died like a couple years after the movie came out. Yeah. I think
0: he did too, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I read like an article, not an article, but I read something like, you know, because Jerry Orbuck has been passed away, and uh, mm. obviously the guy like the Max guy, like these people that were in like these older, older movies back in the day, like they were older in in eighty seven, so oh, yeah, they probably yeah, weren't yeah. gonna live much longer after that. Um, but they just said how kind of like the, some of the people has passed over, and obviously Pedro Swayze has been mm-hmm. passed for some time. Well, now. the
0: director um, passed as well, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, um, but I do know that Robbie, d- I think he might have died in like the nineties. He, he, he did he didn't, the early nineties. It wasn't too much. It wasn't. He probably didn't even see like the ten year anniversary of this. It's probably how. Oh no, like, no. Early, But anyway, yeah, he. Um, but you know, they showed they 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 did introduce him in the beginning of the movie, basically mm-hmm. when they're coming in for dinner and. You know, he's a waiter he's all dressed up nicely you know sh- right like, you know looking professional and he's supposed to be going to med school yes and so of course you know you know oh i we have this doctor coming in with his family like oh like mm-hmm. and so his dad's like oh that's great like I'm so, that, 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 that's awesome like you know that, that's oh, good for
0: you like, yeah, yeah yeah
1: exactly and 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 then you know then he's trying to like kind of flirt with his with her sister yes and i'm like hey fine i get it whatever you know it is what it is you know he's like a young guy and she's like a young woman so they're similar age get it but um you know then you're like yeah he gives you the egg and then when you know the whole situation happens and she goes it's robbie the creep which is funny because they literally said robbie the creep she was like oh like i know like he has the money and she was like he knows like he knows he he i told him
2: like
0: yeah
1: i we he knows
0: i'm pregnant he's not going to help me
1: she was like, because Penny does say in part of it, like you know, we started something because obviously, probably working at the same place, you know, things happen. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I thought he really cared about me, and I, he really loved me. Right. And really, he just wanted to score. And she got pregnant. And um, you know, so obviously she goes, and then of course he's like, well, she she probably bought every guy in the place, which I'm sure she didn't do. No. He's just being an asshole. And um, Ooh. so kind of right. So you know, she's she's trying to back on. Lisa, he's trying to back one baby sister, yeah,
0: and even Lisa, for as wonderful and she's not dumb, but like she's just like the sister who, like, naive, Naive like, yeah, yeah, because she goes with him, and even she's just like, oh, yeah, no, like she gets out of there, which I had to clarify with you. I was like, wait, what happened to Lisa? Wait, what, like, because I was confused for a minute, but then you explained it. I was like, okay, good, right? So, you
2: know,
1: baby comes to him, and it's like, look, like, you. You did this. Like you need to like, be in. You need to help. Basically, yeah. And you need to, to take responsibility. Like, he's like, fuck no. And she poured the water down. Oh, it's so, so good. Oh, I know mean, that's right. I literally wrote that Ooh. in my and you know and what's so
0: like, You know what's so good, too? poured water on
1: his pants as she should. I said, that's right. Oh,
0: and you know what's great, too, about that, too, is that because the Kellermans love the husbands so much, she's able to get away with that shit, and she knows it. And I'm like, right. you know what? There you go. Use that privilege. Use the privilege that you have because the right. um, the Kellermans are so up your dad's ass, and they love him so much, that he's not even going to say shit. He'll look past he, it, right. He'll look past it. He will so, look past it because he loves you and your family, like right i think that was such such a serve
1: exactly such a serve so and i was good. like that i know that's right and i was like no yeah, but it's true right. and because she, like, yeah. she was like stay away from me stay with my sister i'll have you fired i'm like that's right
0: and you pour it, it but it, she just knew she was like i'm gonna say this because you know you're wrong
1: right so that's so good there was also the part where where i think you had just mentioned it a few well you didn't really mention it but you kind of like right skirted around it where you know he was trying to mess around with the sister and she's like yes get off me like which is in the beginning
0: of the movie like closer to the beginning
1: yeah and it's like that us just shows you right there how much of a jerk he
0: is you yeah, know he's such a jerk and just like ugh, he just gives me the heck yeah. and he that actor yeah. did a that actor did a very good job because ugh, it just he just makes me right no. and then
1: you know the, the, the just the, the cringe parts of him and then you know oh as i'm saying in the movie how they fell for each other well not him but johnny and baby fell for each other and she comes to like the slums as they call it where the dancers mm-hmm. and staff stay a bit basically um and she's he's so robbie's coming there and sees baby there he's like i picked the wrong sister i'm like oh and johnny's mm. like oh hell and that's where he shows some of his roadhouse moves i was like i oh, know that's right
0: hell yeah yeah
1: and, and i was like that's right and and so like that part happens and then mm-hmm. and then um and then and then like Lisa like a little like a couple scenes next, she's like, Oh, I think I'm gonna like do it with Robbie and I'm like, Ew. Um uh. and then baby's like, No, because yeah, baby has actually experienced like it now because you know, part of the movie is they Johnny and Baby have sex and, yes, um, yes. and all that. So she's experienced it, she's like shoot with somebody you love and she like clearly doesn't love Robbie and she's like, Well, you know, whatever, like I'll do it. And then he fucking catches her with the gross ass lady.
0: Oh yeah, that lady who just was like trying to get it, Ooh, which you, I thought they, was so yeah,
1: which I thought was so funny because again they were like in like the quarters, like staff quarters, and like it had a towel in the thing. I was like, why would you even open that door with a towel on the like fucking Ugh, girl?
0: I don't, I don't know, man. And that's the thing you were saying earlier how you like, think yeah. this woman's kind of skeezy or whatever. And the thing is, Very is that skeezy. I mean, like she is kind of like um shown to be just like you know i don't know she's kind of built to be like you know oh hey like she's like the wife who was probably cheating on her husband with some guys right. so like that is ten, how yeah. she's kind of framed a little bit so i kind of right. get it but, but though, yeah i, also I mean love, yeah.
1: at the end too like literally like the last few minutes of the movie is when like dr Husband gets his attention gets robbie's attention to like hey like he basically wants to give him like a check to help mm-hmm. him out medical school and he was like he was like hey he's like thank you so much he's like and thank you for finishing with the penny situation he was like right. I was like oh like daddy didn't know that he's the one that got penny in trouble him thinking it was Johnny all along when it wasn't right and him going like fuck this I'm tearing this thing up. like fuck you
0: like and you're not gonna get my buddy
1: <laughs> like he had his like he had his arc where like everybody's like oh he's fine and then he got like his downfall it was great yeah
0: because he's trash like exactly like,
1: trash 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 trash
0: trash garbage anyway so yes but uh so i we kind of moved into it anyway but like you know do you have any kind of like standout scenes or anything like that from this movie that you want to talk about i guess i'll go first since you were talking for a little bit but um sorry i must say no you're fine totally this is your favorite movie girl i want to hear about it but i gotta say i think that scene where she pours the water on robbie is so good oh it was such a serve iconic it's iconic like it's just so good and it just shows the baby knows exactly what her position here is and like she knows she can get away with it and she knows he deserves it so that's great it's that i also love i love the scene where it is the it's sad i guess but like i like the scene where the abortion has gone wrong and Penny is at the staff's quarters and everyone's so worried about her and where baby just kind of goes into the mode of like, well, my dad's a doctor and I need to get help and I'm supposed to help people. And she gets her, you know, dad to come. And you know what? Dr. Hausman, if anything, he took that Hippocratic oath and he is there to um, do no harm. So he really came through with that and just the way that he handles that situation and how he also handles the after with penny i think is such is so fierce it's so good like yeah for sure
1: i i don't say that i don't like that scene um it is i i I wouldn't say that it is one where i'm like oh definitely memorable um it's just a little bit it's just a little hard to watch it's a little i get it you don't see anything crazy but no um, it is it's sad because you know what happened but um but it's real. It's real. Like it's yeah. Real. I think that's why I like it. it I think there, like
0: Degrassi. <laughs> like Degrassi. If you don't already know right now, I'm on a yeah. Degrassi rewatch, but yes. No, but I it's I, I, and I think that's but, why I like it is just really like but, you know, I thought I yeah. thought about
1: this when I was watching it. You know, when that happens you should go she gets her dad and, and he's like, is everything okay? Like is it like your mom or you know your sister? And he's like, No, it's fine, like whatever. And then he realizes because baby had so obviously they don't do abortions for free so like we need they, they need the money um, and yeah, she gets out, the money from the his her dad she gets the money from her dad and he's like what's it for and he she was like well i like, we can't tell you that because it's illegal yeah yeah you know, whatever so but he, he asked like no, is no. it
0: illegal and she says no daddy and i love that so too
1: lied to him but um i can but it's like i get it and then yeah. he was like that what my money paid for essentially when they were going back but you know i thought about it when he runs up to the quarters to go and, and to take care of her. I'm like, you know what, realistically, because she said, he's like, I tried to get in when the person was in there and anything like, I couldn't do. it. He's like, I, I heard her screaming. I tried mm-hmm. to get in. I, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, agony. Thank God they didn't show that part or anything like that because that would have been really tough. It's
0: to it's not this kind of movie. It's not the kind of movie.
1: Yeah, but you know he basically said like i really tried to get in there to help her and, but she was like don't call nine don't call the cops or whatever and it's like okay so what if the doctor like what if he wasn't there like what, could she have like
2: she could have died?
0: that's the thing and that's the whole conflict of it is that it just so happens that her you know um baby's dad is a doctor because yeah, yeah in the regular world that's exactly what it is There, it's movie magic it's the thing of like
1: because exactly. she probably and,
0: uh, she probably would have died like let's be real yeah, here like it because- she probably would have
1: Right, because I was just going to mention something. Because she would have
0: gotten canned. Let's be real here. If she didn't already die, she would have gotten canned because she brought the police. And also, this is nineteen sixty something. The um the nine one one. I don't. Yeah, it would have been bad. Like that is why. Like they were very lucky that this will happen. That's what movies are. But like, yeah, it it, um it's crazy to think that because yes, like she like literally would have died if it wasn't for Doctor Houseman.
1: Because again, the guy was a fucking quack, essentially, and Right. Um, he didn't
0: know he didn't know actually how to do a safe abortion. So
1: And so she really could have been in a world of trouble and really could have led to death if if, if mm-hmm. Dr. Hassel wasn't there because then afterwards, you know, he came he comes and checks on her like after everything and makes sure she's yeah. healing and everything like that. And he was like, He says I'm gonna be fine, I can even have children because some of these things that happened back, you know, in the who even knows how long ago, mm-hmm. but We'll say, like, Long, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, some people would get their... It'd be bad, and they would not be able uh-huh. to have any more kids. So that would happen one time for them. They'd get yeah. abortion, and then they were not able to get... They they, they fucked them up, basically, so bad yeah. inside that they could not physically... Their bodies couldn't handle carrying other children. So, yes, it's so lucky that she they had what uh-huh. they had there and that it was worked out, but Dirty Dancing is a, a movie that has it in there. It doesn't, again, go very much into it, but you can see, like, how she basically got herself in a bad way with yeah. the person who performed it because they definitely were um
0: it's I, not good. I, I think it handles I think it even um in my notes it does have that this movie is kind of seen but unfortunately, as unfortunately that's how a,
1: desperate they were.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, no, and for sure. And um but i think this movie has even kind of like it is recommended so in 2021 in october amid a dibu- dispute dispute um, over abortion in texas uh um, the magazine the hollywood reporter recommended the film as one to revisit on abortion in the um c- uh cinema industry um and so the one writing for the hollywood reporter uh highlighted uh you know the writing of eleanor um Bergstein in this. And yeah, I think um, yeah, I mean there's plenty of movies that it, it's like this one, I think, handles it really delicately. Um, one that's different that I actually really like. Um, and I recently watched because I, I like election and I wanted to see what this guy had done before. And he did Citizen Ruth. Have you ever seen or know of Citizen Ruth by any chance? Um, it is a movie that has Laura Dern in it. She plays a drug addict, huffer lady, like unfit mother, mother. Who is taken in by uh Red from that 70s show and his like family of like Christians. And uh it's kind of a biting satire of like both pro-choice and pro-life people on this argument, because Ruth, uh, played by Laura Dern, she gets herself pregnant, and now it's a whole thing, and it's really uh kind of lampooning both parts of the abortion argument so that's a different movie the than it hands but i think this one is definitely a it's this and like fast times at ridgemont high i think both handle um this subject matter really well um and it's something we have to talk about because it's a part of the movie so you know it's it's a big thing but yeah that's one of my it's a scene i think i like because it feels real and it just feels like there is stakes in this and um the other scene i really like too is where oh because it's so i don't know if i cried at it necessarily but oh girl it is it is heartbreaking a little bit is where jennifer gray uh baby goes to her dad and he's on the gazebo and all that and she says did i disappoint you daddy like i'm sorry and like oh it's good oh they were good And then I like the end. I mean, like, the end's cool, too. I like it. I like that Lisa gets with, like, the little cousin. I hope they end up together. I think that's so cute. Uh,
1: I would say that, obviously, the the whole movie's my favorite, but there's definitely a couple scenes that are, that that I love. I wouldn't actually say my first one, my most favorite scene in the entire movie, I'll just start with that, is the very end. Um, When they do the dance, that's the start of it, when they put, I've had some of my life on, and he goes, I'm gonna do this dancing, my kind of dancing with a partner, and then says her full name, because he finds out what her actual name is, because her rowing's not actually baby. shocking to everybody. And just the way the dance is, I love her dress, and that, and the little twirl, it's, it's such a, it's so good. I love it. I was watching, I was like, I just love this part. Um, But, uh, when they do the lift, it's my absolute, it's literally, like, the last five minutes, and that, them, you know, them bringing her down, like, he's on the ground, and, and or, you know, not on the ground, he's on the floor, and, 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 and then the, the dancers help, like, bring her down, and she does the jump, and then it's just perfect. Like it's so it's my favorite. I mean, it's so, it's so close to the end of the movie, but I just, every time I watch it, I just get like this little, like,
0: not totally so fair. Like
1: I just get like a happy feeling. Like it's just, I love that part of the movie. Like there's just certain parts of movies and shows that you just know are coming and you just like, you're like, Oh, I love that part. But this one, like, I just, I love that part. And I know I'm sure it's probably a lot of people's favorite parts, but I just, I absolutely love that part. It's My favorite theme in the entire movie you have to pretty much watch the entire movie to get to it. And at that point you've already seen the whole movie, but yeah, it's so good. So I love the lift. I mean, it just was executed perfectly and great. Um, Another part I like is uh, like the hungry eye scene when they're doing like the, basically that's kind of like, I feel like that's their way of showing like them kind of coming together and getting closer as them doing the rehearsals and
0: it's building and, the tension, the sexual tension right, between them.
1: Exactly. So it's got a great song behind it. It's great. And then, he you know you see all the the montage i guess you said what you call it oh so hungry eyes is hungry eyes yeah yeah hungry eyes is uh that's good part the the showing how their relationship is developing i also think it's a funny part where he does the you know he's teaching her the you know she's she's she's, um stepping on his feet you know he's Mm -hmm. learning and uh that's you know funny and um but when he does the part where he's like putting his hand like down her like side and she keeps Mm -hmm. laughing um That was very much annoying Patrick Swayze back. Yeah, you know, back that then. was it, real. Yeah, it was very real. Where he's like rolling his eyes at her. He's like, "Come on, like we got to get this down. Like we've only got a little couple days to get this taken care of and perfected and all that." And um, so that that was just a funny part. But yeah, I, I definitely like that part. Yeah, the lift. I mean, yeah, the lift is my favorite. Uh, the Hunger Eyes seems great you know the scene that you said the gazebo scene is definitely a touching part of it
2: it's good because
1: she and her dad had such a close relationship and mm-hmm. she she's she grew up and she's you know she's not like the little girl anymore that he was so used to that you mm-hmm. know they had to have like a you know a heart to heart and you know he, cause he he knows like what she's done you know he knows that she was that you know he's lied to her or she's lied sorry she's lied to him and and all that he's like who are you like i don't even know you anymore basically like that and, and it's just like it's a touching scene and yeah i mean those are that's how, i mean the whole thing's dancing uh, you know what i also really like i really like the beginning of it too like when they're playing <laughs> me my baby and yeah. they're doing like the title scenes and yeah, like, the title um, sequence i always like that i mean it's obviously like the very first part like you hear the you hear the do 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 and then you hear yes. this, the song play and then you see like the writing the cursive and stuff like that it's really fun
2: mm-hmm. yeah um,
1: so, and another iconic scene is I, I do really t- I do really like the her pouring the water. I mean, it's just it's it's a plus it's cinema. It's so good. It's so, it's good. so good. So yeah, and um another scene I, I which, which is good because it it definitely ties into part of it is you know when they when she goes to his room and and he and he's like he's like basically calls her out. Well, he does I don't want to say that in the beginning of it. He calls her out for being childish and picks a real saint to ask daddy for money whatever and he that's how he views her he views her as like a, a, a kid i don't want to say it, that sounds kind of gross he views her as like
0: she's immature kind of immature. sort of and that's or like he, her. he yeah he really like she's just her. thinking because he doesn't yeah. know
1: her from like anybody because he's like she just comes into town like with her family yeah. so you know he says that to her you know when she, get, she gets the money she goes, like is this kid for real like she got she got this money he's like yeah it really takes you know a saint to ask daddy for money that's exactly what she did and you know so that's kind of how you view it and then when they the sh- the the dance where they do the dance together where she fills where he she fills in for penny and then they're driving back and this is like after like they go and check on penny and and all that that whole scene and then he goes to his like cabin and and then she like follow well she goes there a couple little bit afterwards and they basically like have it out like not they don't have it out like but they talk and he was just like, I'm sorry my dad treated you that way because essentially her dad was like, who's this responsible for this girl being Penny? And he was like, me. So he's assuming, okay, you're the one who knocked her up and like had a butch abortion. Like, fuck you. Like, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, I would say good old Dr. Houseman because like walking into it not knowing the situation, like that's what he thought. And it's like, right, that's, how else is he going to know? It's not like he's going to go, oh yeah, this other guy did it. Whatever. He was like, you know she's like i'm sorry my dad treated you that way and all that mm-hmm. she was like i couldn't his dad you like i could never do that for penny like he saved her like you know blah blah, blah. And he was like you know basically she's just like kind of like professing her love for him like you know like yeah and then he's saying you know 30 minutes ago in the movie he was like she's immature he's like that was really brave of you to like call him and do that like you know i couldn't mm-hmm. you know whatever and um but then of course yeah, they, they, have, they have like their love scene and, and all that so that's that's like a touching point because i think that really solidifies their right they're um they're they're part of it their real connection and because the, they at that point they've already done the attention and doing the dances and this really ties into like mm-hmm. all that coming to it and then and then how you know they basically fall in love so those are like probably my favorite scenes but like again the yeah. whole movie as a whole is so good
0: just um, the whole movie that's your pageant answer yeah
1: <laughs> it's just my pageant answer but yeah my absolute number one and in- I don't think anything well on top of it is the lift. I mean, the last yeah. little bit, it's so good. And it's
0: been, it's been parodied so much and it's later, been referenced I
1: love it so much. So
0: yeah. Oh, and it's yeah, a good oh one. It's a nice finale and, and all that. I, I really like that. But yeah, I mean, when they
1: have the water scene too, where they do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like how, like when they're practicing and it's so funny because they end up doing the show and then she's not even doing it. Like he, he's like going to do it. Like they're going to do the lift and then, right. And they can't at like, first. Right. And then, she just kind of makes something up and then he was like yeah like that was like the whole thing of them doing the list." and then but then i guess like a part of it like they they end up showing at the end which is cool so.
0: that's nice yeah i think if anything we'll, we'll start to wrap up a little bit we're actually not too bad on time i don't think but you know you know about our norm to, to, about our norm to wrap yeah. it all up though and this this is a movie we had a lot to say we have a lot to say about it but i think overall i'm i think this movie is something where I'm so glad I watched it and I do think it has a certain like um it has a certain legacy to it is it a cult classic I mean uh, kind of I mean I don't know like it it spawned a little sequel to it was have you ever seen the sequel the Havana Nights one did you ever watch I- that
1: I did watch it. I think it came out in 2002 or 2002. It came out in
0: um like 2004, 2005 or something, I think. Oh, yeah, somewhere sorry. in the early um, 90s. Some of the early 2000s. Early
1: 2000s. I did watch it because obviously, like, Dark Dancing's My GM, obviously,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, as evidence to this podcast. So, of course, I had to watch it back then. And Patrick Swayze does make a cameo. I yeah, do believe yeah. he is playing the same It's a role. prequel. It
0: happens before um, the events of, I believe. Um, I think it
1: happens in like the think 50s.
0: It yeah, yeah, it's it's something like that
1: but you know it wasn't the same
0: mm-hmm. so it was kind
1: of cool they brought him in but it was yeah it was cute but like
0: it. meh uh but yeah i mean it the has actual this dirty
1: dancing 1987
0: is the, is it right the, great, the greatest and i i think also it's so interesting to find out that this movie really i mean it was released and distributed by a home video release you know, like a distributor um you know and that that already has cult like written on it you know what i mean and i just finding out that this movie really honestly was a low budget independent movie that's the big thing this was not made by a major studio that's a big deal because now it's known as this like huge movie that's so big millions of millions of dollars and all this. But this was an independent movie, y'all. Like that's a big deal. Like I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. So and I
1: also mm-hmm. I just uh thought about this because I kind of wrote it down. Also, there's definitely very quotable parts of this movie that have
0: sure it's quotable have, right that has
1: stood this the test of time as as evidenced as Force Gump is very quotable. Clueless is very sure. quotable. I'm sure there's so many other movies out there that are yeah. very quotable. But you know the part where she's like, "I carried a watermelon." Like, I, carried I carried a watermelon. watermelon goes, <laughs> and then she was like, "I carried a watermelon." Like, who says that? But it's like you know people will say that, or like it'll be on shirts, or like it's just yeah. so funny. Like it's or like, like don't what? put like, baby
0: in a corner, you know, yes. or Nobody any of these baby kinds of in things. is
1: such yeah. like the iconic yeah. part of it when he's coming to get her. You know when he comes back into the the place and and, he, right, and he's right. gonna grab. Baby, um, from the pitch, in a corner, and he was like, you know, but it's just like she's more, a a, she's
0: not really in a corner, she's more near a pillar, I think, <laughs> but it's fine. No,
1: it actually, like, how they had her, like, they had her, like, they, they had him sitting at a round table, like a circle yeah. so like a circle, and it was the dad and, and baby, and then the mom, but like, it was like up against a wall, but like, it was kind of like there was like the wall behind her, but then there was like a part of like the wall, and it was, did look like a
0: corner. Oh, well, anyway this is sarah this is sarah i um, defending the corner logic for dirty dancing no you're good but like um no I, I just think like and just the fact that this movie has like a literal whole business that does like you know the it's the filming location and they're able to put on these different screenings and stuff like
1: they also yeah they also, also do um they also do i was going to say it, theater shows like uh Broadway. Yeah. i don't know if it's exactly on broadway but they definitely do theater shows where people well you can go to like a show and and people act it out and yeah
0: like that. you know i I've mean i wanted
1: I, to see that i just have never done it.
0: right it's, but it's i happened. i think if anything like this movie has just had this whole other life and finding out just like how it came and that it was a little independent movie that ended up hitting big i mean i just think that is such and really kind of skyrocketed like patrick swayze and like all this kind of stuff i i'm just fascinated by it and i i I am glad that I like it more than I thought I maybe would have, which is something that's nice. And now I understand why you like it. Like I can totally get it. And it's something that can bond us a little bit where I'm like, you know what, Sarah, I like her dancing too. I think it's a great little movie. And our mom just kind of feels the same way too. She likes that movie. So it's, um, it's kind of cool to have that. And we'll probably go on a trip to Virginia, to that little place. Cause and, I want to yeah, go to sure. it too.
1: <laughs> but when you kind of like look at everything, I think really what makes the movie, is patrick swayze i mean i feel like if you wouldn't have See, had patrick swayze if you wouldn't have had patrick swayze in this movie let's say you would have had i don't want to say billy zane because that was just right it. but let's say you would have had somebody else they wouldn't have been able to get patrick swayze or whatever he wasn't he wasn't patrick swayze he wasn't who he was you know it would have been a whatever it was maybe but i really i'm not saying this because he's passed away i mean that definitely is a sad mm-hmm. part um that you know he's not h- here with us anymore but um you know, I think about it. And I'm like, what could he have done if he was still, you know, around, yeah. you know, and all that. But, uh, but he really makes the movie for me. I mean, for me, it's like, yes, they're the whole movie in itself, but he really ties in to what makes the movie so great, I think. And yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. All the supporting characters and things like that are great. Patrick Tracy really yeah. is like the heart of the film kind of as he is for ghost like him and demi are really great together but he's Mm -hmm. a really good part of the that movie too um he was really great actor and uh you know sad to see him go you know that we left left this earth so soon but uh but yeah he definitely does it for me not you know, he's definitely not bad to look at either, but, um, <laughs> right. you know, because he was, you know, he was it back in the, you know, in the 80s, like, yeah. that was, like, 80s and 90s, they were, like, his time, but uh, yeah he definitely yeah. did, um he definitely did the role justice, and they definitely picked the right, they definitely got the right person for it, and yeah that's why I'm so standoffish, and I'm so, like, annoyed when they want to remake it, I'm like, no, like, leave you don't need it to. alone,
2: yeah. he
1: was, he was it. You do not need to redo it. Like, how dare right. you? Because everybody's <laughs> going to compare it. If somebody was to watch the 2017 one and not even know the 1987 or uh- one was i mean they'd be like okay cool okay but then but then if they watched the originally watch from shit they would be like oh my god like what the hell yeah why would you remake this so
0: and and again i think it's so cool with this too i just think it's so cool that this movie really was it was created by a woman and her experiences as a young person it was brought to life by a woman who helped produce it and they've been able to make money bank off of it which is great It was made, it was directed by a gay man that they took a chance on at a time where being gay was still taboo, really. This movie is so punk rock. It has an abortion subplot that is not a huge thing in movies at the time, and it had enough balls to do it. I don't know. I I just think this movie has a lot going for it. Yeah. And I just love that. This is something that a bunch of girls have watched um, and really love. Um, I hope a lot of people watch it and they like it because it's not a stupid romance always. It's, but, yes, that's in there, but there is more to it. And it's a really cool period piece so I sure. think it's worth checking out.
1: 100%. And, and again, also with the subplot, it's like it doesn't really like take over the entire movie like, again it, it doesn't need to be in there. it did it didn't need to be in there for the movie to make more sense than what like you said if it wasn't in there mm-hmm. it would just be like a silly kind of movie but i definitely think that it does it beautifully how they kind of put everything they do it and they don't put it down your throat yeah and all that and it's just really nicely done and it's um
0: I really think that came from the screenwriter too, because she put it in yeah. there because if anything, you know, maybe people will ma- it's not like up in your face, but it's more so just like maybe people will think of it afterward. And I think yeah. she got exactly what she wanted.
1: But think about this actually, now that you just said that, because I just you're saying like, oh, the it was the a gay a gay director and and, yeah. and and all that took a chance on him. and it was this woman, this woman that. But mm-hmm. okay, so that's the thing, is this movie it couldn't have been what it was or been made as it was if it wasn't for a woman because yeah. if i a, a man first off wouldn't have been able to write it because they wouldn't have
0: no absolutely not
1: it would have been a different movie so if there's ever any movies that have like that type of plot in it it's mm. gonna probably i'm not saying it but it would just be told differently is what i'm saying is, yeah totally is i think the way it works is just because all the right People, and all the right minds were in it, and that's yeah, absolutely like, as right. Is is if you know, a man was like, "Oh, well, she's gonna have it." It's like it would have been different because you know you would have had because, as we know, men can't go through that because that's they, yeah. they don't. It's <laughs> just the way the, just the way physics. Well, cis arts, men, yes, at least don't go yeah, through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, like that would have been written because because a woman did the you know whatever it was like the right. There's a level that, of and,
0: sensitivity to it, yeah. and there's a level of that it would had not, not have happened if it was
1: that. a male not to hate on me writing not, it
0: and producing it yeah
1: right i'm not hating on
2: males because technically I
0: think, I think other men i think men were a part of the producing of it in a way they had yeah, to have been um yeah. but mostly it was produced by linda and i'm sure executive producing something or whatever but i just think there's a level of there's a level of sensitivity and i really like that
1: but as we've talked about in like kind of previous like um movies before we or maybe you've said it on other movies maybe i have been a part we have i think we have kind of dived down just a little bit that sometimes it's like if a guy wrote this but it's like
0: completely you know
1: it's like we kind of you know you know i'm talking about like we kind of mentioned this before like if a man wrote it like it's kind of like what like
0: well it's the difference between having someone Write legally blonde as somebody yeah. who L. Woods was supposed to be like having a relationship with her professor or something. Right. And it's different from something that being made from men and how it ended up being. So, right. yeah, I absolutely think, like, exactly. in this movie, like the fact that it was written by a woman who these are kind of her experiences as a young person, it was produced by a woman who I think also wanted to bring that to screen. And all of this, I just. The fact that I didn't know all of that and finding it out, it's really cool to see that because, again, that is exactly why earlier we mentioned that's why this movie got passed on by so many different studios because they just didn't understand what to do with it. And that's what happens with a lot of media that is female led you know they're like wait what there's too many women in this like what's what, what's the what is this you know especially at that time and so i think this movie obviously found a niche and it found people who love it and i i'm glad to know that it's a movie that yes there is romance yes it is this kind of movie but i think it has more. And I would want to show this to a young teenage girl and be like, Hey girl, you should watch this movie because not only is it good, but I think you'll hopefully get something out of it. And right. tell me what you think after you watch it, because it's, yeah. One of those movies you got to watch as a teenager, hopefully, and, and get to have that. And um, then, you know, good- you get to, you get to see what's um sorry, but you get to see uh when you're an adult too, you get to see how much it holds up
1: yeah for sure and i think that not just again me being biased this is the second time <laughs> i'm saying it that it's my favorite movie but i really yeah. do think it's a it's a classic movie that that, that anybody really man woman whoever yeah i mean a child but you know i think anybody should watch it because it's a it's a generally good movie so it's it just it's just it's it's good it's got like i said it's got coming of age drama romance mm-hmm. there's a little comedy in there for some of the kind of funny scenes you know yeah you know there's a some a co- little bit of comical moments it's really not like a comedy there actually but, you know, is definitely- there
0: actually is some good comedy in here because i think wayne knight does a good job with that yeah and also just that. like also just like that and then also like lisa even though like her whole thing with like her singing her little like weird hawaiian like luau dance yeah. thing that's like really funny and silly like there are good little comic moments in here that i like too that i think are also just still really good so yeah yeah totally but i think that's I everything we could talk about go ahead go ahead yeah sorry
1: because i did write it down in a, in a part of it and i i didn't really harp on it much because i knew we talked about robbie earlier
0: and yes. kind of like
1: harped him from but he was he he kind of had to be harped about because he was he was the worst he's gross. But I did write i did write about I didn't write, but i like wrote down um neil the the
0: mm-hmm.
1: the one that they try and like set baby up with oh that other wrote, creep yeah i wrote i wrote i wrote Blich and i'm like boy
0: like, yeah no he yeah. sorry
1: he wasn't he wasn't much to look at but he was so entitled and so like uppity and i I didn't like that about him
0: <laughs> yeah i so think i they, was yeah i'm
1: glad they squashed like that little i know i, f- I felt like i should have brought this up earlier but whatever but like i just You're was fine. like i like when they brought him on screen like i know they had to they brought him in just kind of for like the little bit of time but like so i didn't know i didn't really you know baby was never really gonna go for him like come on now um but he was just like oh i own i own hotels look at me go well
0: he you was know? he was um a hospitality student so he was gonna right. just take over the family business yeah right
1: but then you know near the end of the movie close to the end when they're doing like their dance well really they're kind of like hanging out like kissing and stuff like that her and johnny and then neil comes and, was, and he's like hey i'm in charge of the last show and mm-hmm. he's like he was like he's the boss you know and, and or essentially yeah. he's the boss and then you know you know johnny's like oh like we should do this like i know we do the same stuff but he was like this could be something new that could be really exciting and, and he was like yeah no let's not do that like he just like down downs him like he downgrades
0: yeah him. Like, and he um I, and that's he, another part yeah. of the
1: class thing like he's like i'm better than you like i'm mm-hmm. college educated i blah 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 and he's just like sit down and it's like yeah he bra, shoots like, him
0: down he shoots down yeah. his idea yeah you're right and
1: it sucks because I'm like it, it probably yeah. of be amazing if he did it and you know he, they end up doing what they did anyway but yeah it's like I didn't I just think he always like every time he, like every time he's on the screen yeah or whatever, he, he just um, me the wrong way I'm like he not, uh, as as, not as much as Robbie but I didn't like it. yeah I, was like, Ugh, I think boy. I was
0: referring to him earlier where I was like oh when they meet him maybe it was Robbie but I think I was referring to this guy Neil yeah no, uh, okay. he's he also gives me the ick too he's just yeah 100% uh, that actor both know, of those actors did good so yeah. exactly
1: they did good at doing the egg but it's like that's good when like a, 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 a actor could do that like they're probably a perfectly nice person but they can give you the egg um with the show but yeah i wanted to just harp on him for just for a short second because like he just was like <laughs> i know he had to be part of the movie but like i was just like meh he was
0: yeah I just don't that's really like fair I yeah exactly him. yeah i didn't either i feel you girl yeah. yeah all right but i think that's everything we can think of right now i mean this is not as normal uh i think we're a little under two hours or whatever so it's all good this had a lot
1: it's my favorite movie so
0: i had to bring someone to watch it and to talk about it and i'm yeah. glad we were able to but yeah i think now in terms of the you know, movie like how to stream it or whatever i mean of course it's like it's always on streaming somewhere it was on tubi not too long ago it still it's is coming for a off couple of more days,
1: but it's, it's yeah, like when really you're here, when we're,
0: we're recording it. Um, so it probably will stream somewhere else, I would hope. It's that, and then yeah, I think that's everything I can think, at least right now.
1: And if you're a really big fan like me, you can just buy like the 30th anniversaries and you know, all that good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, get some Blu ray if you want, exactly. Yeah. Get on Blu ray if you want. Um, I'm sure it'll come out again, but yeah, no, totally. I was gonna say, Sarah, do you have any particular kind of send offs or anything did you want to plug your social media or anything like that for people to follow you on
1: social media my instagram is (laughs) rainbow paradise 16
0: Mm -hmm. if you want to follow her you know just whatever you post on there i don't know yeah things like that um yeah i think that's all but i want to thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us a chance to to talk about this fun movie and you know
1: nice little birthday it.
0: present for you i'm glad i did too i'm very glad but thank glad you so much I, for coming glad, on the show i'm glad
1: i wore you down and i was like too dirty and saying,
0: damn it <laughs> do it and then we'll finally make it happen but yeah but thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about it okay. as always if you'd like to get in touch with me you can do so via email at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com in case you want to give any movie or episode recommendations give feedback on the show or if you'd like to just say hey i'm open to all of it If you'd like to follow the show on social media, you can do so on Instagram and Instagram threads at Cult Cinema Circle. I tend to post what I'll be covering for the next week on there, post stories, things like that. On X, I'm at Cult Cine Circle. On there I don't really post a whole lot, but if you want to follow the show, it's there for you to follow. And then on Letterboxd, I'm at Jesse, J E S S E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On there I log little movie reviews, I'll log what I'm watching, and then it's also a nice way to kind of see what I might be covering on the show in the future. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much on all of them. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review about the show uh, so we can grow the audience and then just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, where I'll be covering 2009's Sorority Row when five sorority girls inadvertently cause the murder of one of their sisters in a prank gone wrong they agree to keep the matter to themselves and never speak of it again so they can get on with their lives this proves easier said than done when after graduation a mysterious killer goes after the five of them and anyone who knows their secret as always thank you for taking the time to listen to the cult cinema circle podcast and remember nobody puts baby in a corner take care bye